0: This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Welcome back to another episode of Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, joined here with the newest rivals to Wrexham AFC, one of the biggest fans of non-league football. Spencer, how you doing, buddy?
1: How fucking... (laughs) Just right off rip, just... Put me down in the Vanarama National League, man. You know what? I'm I'm doing okay. Andrew and I, we have a whole fucking fight to get into about. We have a lot to say about. Yeah,
0: we we do. And I just want to say before we even start, I until that moment had been incredibly sympathetic to the entire Man City uh, ordeal, as 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 it had been Chelsea for the past couple of months. But I like we uh, we have a tradition of. of starting by by putting Spencer on his heels and I wanted to put you there.
1: Well, I think also it's just fair for you to be sympathetic if it's uh <laughs> has anything to do with like potential financial fair play allegations that might come hey.
0: against your club. Hey. <laughs> Nothing yet.
1: They already yeah. found you guys guilty twice, so 100%. Uh never hey, charged charged charge never guilty, charged never guilty. A no, they
0: court. found you guilty and then they reversed it.
1: Yeah. Gu- You've been guilty twice. Yeah, it's called an appeal, we'll you Ever heard of it? <laughs>
0: no, no, my club doesn't have to do a lot of those. You guys, hey, all I'm saying is that
1: maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to keep being a little sympathetic. So you just oh, do, you know, I, three I, years from now, if you have a little equity in the bank for you know me to be a little nicer. <laughs> I I love
0: that you think we're gonna have anything left in the bank in about three years. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's do we just do we just go right into it? Anything else just seems like kind of preamble at this point because it has been a massive week for finally not chelsea the fact that chelsea is not the lead or like highest story this week is maybe the highlight of my season (laughs) um just as a chelsea fan and uh a guy with a podcast is not to have to lead off here so um do you want to start with the game first of the horrible frustration and then kind of get into the rest of it or, or where do you want to go here
1: yeah let's let's unpack the game first because i have probably less on that um the game we are referring to was on sunday and that was city away at spurs uh obviously a few weeks ago they had that crazy comeback against spurs when they played the reverse fixture uh no such thing happened this time as spurs one nil <laughs> Horrible, horrible mistake by Rodri in the midfield for a giveaway that just sets uh, Hoiberg up to slide one over to Kane. And he scores. He takes over as top Tottenham goal scorer of all time over Jimmy Greaves. So good for him. But um, yeah, it was a, that was the only goal, which I mean, maybe in a, a little bit of a way that was a good thing for city that they played as bad as they didn't. It was only a one nothing <laughs> yeah. off a terrible mistake that shouldn't happen, but it was a tough day for them at the office as a supporter of them. I know I was texting you throughout saying this is not good. Nothing about this looks <laughs> good until about the last 20 minutes or so. They seem to start to figure it out, but just another really disjointed performance for city, man. Just, um, i think we're to the point where there's smoke there's fire here of they're still just feeling out how to play kind of a different style of football than what they've had over the last few years which is a big transition but just one another one of those days where nothing was working i mean the norwegian meat child himself like completely absent really in this game um he he played
0: but i only know that because i watched you know because i watched the game and saw him out there not getting the ball um but there was nowhere to go they kind of just suffocated him and you know as a non as the non city fan here watching you guys line up in a 442 without kevin de bruyne just really feels like a punt right like it's just like i've watched you guys playing a 433 for years right false nine KDB at the the nine and KDB's not been great late lately. Right. We we've talked about that a little bit, but. Well, he started to come lining up in in a form form, too.
1: No weird thing to me.
0: Right. No, we, and we kind of talked about that. Like he was at the the world cup kind of messed with him and we thought a lot of the Belgian players and then he wasn't great coming out, but you're right. He'd been coming back. And then just to be like, Nope. Tap tactical change. Right. Like I kind of expected like, 10 minutes into the game to get some sort of update on the broadcast of like, oh yeah, you know, a hammy and warmups or something like that. You know, like I taking KDB out of the lineup just seems insane. And it also didn't work. So I, I don't, I don't know, man, if I, if I'm confused about it, you've got to be.
1: Yeah. And Hopefully some answers, cause that's, yeah, uh, the, the KDB thing was strange. Cause uh, look, uh, like full disclosure, we were, talking on here you could go back and check the receipts of a few episodes ago I was saying this guy really was not up to snuff of what he's what we expect of him and I felt like the last couple games he started to kind of come back into it a bit not you know super crazy world-class maybe best player in the world Kevin De Bruyne but he was playing better and better and then it was I was very surprised to see the lineup with no KDB in it Um, they go Rico Lewis at left back too which is Bold. Um <laughs> the,
0: the literal, like, oh, if only we had a right footed left back we could put into this position. Oh, Zhao Cancelo gone for disagreeing with Pep. Yeah. Rico Lewis, how does it feel to be the literal new Zhao Cancelo? Get over there on this left side, bud. Figure yeah. And
1: yeah, the Cancelo thing. It's, it's all just it's a weird time at City right now, man, because they're just there's some weeks where it clicks, like there's no problems like the game against Wolves the weekend before. You know they cruised in that. That was no problems really. Um, some weeks it's clicking. Erling Holland's just scoring hat tricks like it's nothing and everything's great in the world. And some weeks I don't know if it's tactically what some of these teams are doing against them. If it's just a matter of if if I had a theory, this I'd probably lean more towards this City team can be mentally not the strongest at times so if they're frustrated for half an hour 45 minutes or something sometimes they don't respond as well and they just pick up some bad habits in their play but it's concerning man i mean uh, we'll get into Arsenal here a little bit later, but like they drop points over the weekend on Saturday and you're thinking, you know, we have a really great shot to move up or, you know, at least get a draw, move up a point on them or something. Um, Cause Arsenal have not dropped points barely at all this year. And then, uh, you know, to have a, just a totally terrible performance like that. It's, it was tough, man. It was really tough. Yeah. Arsenal left the door open and Rodri closed it right
0: behind him. Like, Oh here, yeah, let's make sure not to, but like, that That's the thing that's killing me about City this season, right? Is it's the mistakes from guys that are quite literally world-class, right? Rodri's starting for Spain, right? Rodri's an incredible player. He has one of – he has, like, a relegation-level, like, giveaway at the back.
1: It was horrible. Just horrifying.
0: absolutely horrible, like, of course – and, like, he gives it to the best goal, <laughs> best goal scorer, like – Almost in Premier League history, right? Like, if there's one dude not to give the ball to, it's Harry Kane. And what does he do? He basically just hands it to him. Like, it was so bad. I mean, he puts Ederson in a bad position. I mean, everybody's in a bad position. But, like, things like that haven't happened to City. Or at least they haven't happened to City in games where they couldn't fight back and get something out of it. Right? Is, Is how I feel about it over the last couple of years when you guys have been on this run. But... You know, like, watching a City game that's, like, back four of Walker, Ake, Akanji, Rico Lewis, and then a midfield four of Grealish, Rodri, Bernardo, Silver, and Rian Marez. But, like, those are all incredible, those are all very good players, right? We've talked about the defenders not being quite up to snuff this year, but really, Ake and Akanji have been kind of the saving grace of City, being as good as they've been, right? They've been pretty solid at the back, and... Not Antonio Conte, but Spurs. I don't want to just take all this away from from Spurs, right? It's a good right. win against one of the best teams at home. When they kept putting that graphic up of like how badly City's done at that stadium, I was like, "It's was crazy, shocked. dude." Yeah, because well, it's like they win. They've been winning the league every year for the past three years, right? Like, I would assume nobody's shutting them out right routinely, and just Spurs are just back there with their their back three. I mean. I, they played very well. Like I think one of the takeaways is like, is Emerson Royale good, or is him and Jack Grealish just incredibly fun to watch? Because that was kind of the saving grace for me as a neutral. Is like I could watch Jack Grealish try to dribble at Emerson Royale literally all the time. They were absolutely battle. Jack Grealish cared. Jack Grealish wanted to find a winner
1: here. Yeah, I, I thought Jack Grealish actually. He he's been in his. It's coincided with a really uneven time for the. Club itself, but he's been in his best run of form and since he got here, honestly.
0: Yeah. Literally, the minute he's not the record British transfer fee, he's like, oh, I can be good at football again. This is fun.
1: Yeah, they mentioned that on the broadcast, which like I think that's maybe a fair point. Um, but he has been better lately. He was really good in this game, I thought by far probably the best player, maybe outside of people at the back. I thought, like you said, Akanji. I think Akonji's been really good since he came in too. I think Ake's been Crazy, uh, better than I ever thought he was uh, leading into yep. this season. Um, Todd
0: Bowley, he had that scouting eye on him. Really made Pep uh, Pep realize what he had in the
1: house. Yeah, the, the, the FIFA scouts got that one right. So, um, but seriously, yeah, uh, I don't want to take away from Tottenham. Like you said, they were defensively very resolute in this game. They didn't give away much to City at all. Like they frustrated them and. Kept them out. Honestly, they they didn't do a ton in attack. I mean, they had a couple of chances that they missed. But I mean, the the one goal they convert is uh, it's a good press by them. I don't want to say that, that they didn't press effectively, but look, uh, this is. Like you said, it's Rodri. Like, he's not making that mistake normally. Like, that's not a mistake he's making even if he is getting closed down. Like, he had a pass back. It's almost like he forgot that Ederson was his goalie, like, for a second. It felt like to me because (laughs) he, like, looks back, and Ederson, there's a passing lane to him, and it's tight. Like, Ederson needs to probably kick it first time and just boot it down the field, but it's like, just do that. That's fine. Like, if he boots it, you know. 80 yards away from the goal. Like they're not scoring. It's not, it's not Mendy
0: back there. Like it's not going to result in a Brendan Aronson. No look tap it. like, right. You can put it like, you should never put your goalie in a bad spot. I, I am a firm believer of stop passing it back to the goalie. Sometimes. Uh, as you know, as we play together with FIFA, stop fucking around at the back is one of my, one of my favorite things to say, but it's Ederson. If there's ever a goalie to like put under pressure, it's him. He wants to be a defensive midfielder anyway, so he probably is just mad that Roger didn't have the vision that he would have to just, you know, pivot, hit a diagonal ball about sixty yards right, right on the Grealish's foot or something else like that. But right to have it end up in the back of the net from Harry Kane is just like kind of an example of like of a, of how I feel you guys have been, and you've been getting very good results, but it's like you can't get out of your own way.
1: Yeah, and I heard um, somebody put it on Twitter, I believe, as like maybe we just need to reevaluate what a bad season is for City. Because, like, you know, and not to go you or your club or anything, but like Chelsea have a bad season. You know, they're sitting in ninth. Like Liverpool have a bad season. They're sitting down in 10th or something. Whoa. Like Maybe Whoa. a bad – I'm just saying when you look yeah. at how City, how good City have been in the yes. league over the last yeah. five years, maybe a bad season for City is – you know, finishing second and being, you know, a passive title contender. Is that a bad season maybe for, but like, I'm serious. I'm not even saying it is like a pompous city fan just for how good they've been in the league. Maybe that is a bad season for them. Like that's, that's kind of their, you know, their Mendoza line of not meeting expectations at this point. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And, and, and I, I know I was, I was joking about you guys having, cause like literally you guys haven't had a bad season. Right, like the lowest I feel like you guys could reasonably achieve on your own, right, without any outside weirdness or whatever, right, would be like a fourth or fifth place finish, right, and that's a horrible season, hmm. right. Like, but it's like the minimum Pep will allow is like fourth or fifth place, right, and that, and I think that just goes to him being, you know, one of the best managers in the world, and I, I think the best manager in the world, but. That's not how everybody's feeling right now, is it, buddy?
1: No, um, no, it's not. No. Just uh, before we totally get off this and get into all the off field stuff, we should. I, I know yeah, I, shouted out a, I shouted out a little bit there. Let's give Harry Kane his dues for top Tottenham goal scorer of all time. Um, if you're not familiar with this story, it is a really cool story. Like, he's a guy mm-hmm. that basically, if you look at your clubs, like, under. 23s and there's a guy that's just plays a little bit but you think you're gonna have to sell to like some team in the third division or something like basically that guy just became the best player in the club's history like it's it's a cool kind of underdog story that he's kind of gone through so good on him I thought that was really cool for him I wish it didn't come at my expense that's all I'll say
0: (laughs) yeah and 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 so I feel similarly to like just him being like a London rival right it's like Harry Kane takes all the big shots. He wants the big penalty, right? It's all the things you want from your striker. And he does it for club. He does it for country here. And um, I know he gets a lot of, he's been getting kind of a lot of flack, especially in the post-World Cup for that, what a, a brutal penalty miss, right? Um, wow. But they have a really, I, I, I just really, I really like Harry Kane. He's playing really well right now, and I, I think him as kind of this weird uh, false nine, right, where he can spray the ball out to Son and Kulizevsky. When it works, it looks pretty. It I mean, it wasn't necessarily pretty today as as they kind of muddied the game up and got it done, but um, I thought Lloris played well. I thought Romero played well before he got sent off. Emerson Royale, I want to make sure gets kind of his uh, his due, but – um, yeah, I I just important to make sure like we we've getting Tottenham a lot of shit. Um, they've <laughs> they've deserved a lot of it, um, for their confusing season. But like, it's a really tough place or not place to win, but it's a really tough team to hold off. Because I mean, we kind of brought it up in the beginning, but um, the first tw- they're the last twenty minutes, it looked like City had maybe two goals in them, right? It looked like it was going to be one of those games where. City are down the whole time, and then they just turn it on kind of with the firepower there.
1: Yeah. Um, they grew into it late, but, yeah, it was it was just all too little too late, man. And um, you know, Tottenham get the three points. City stay five points adrift with a chance to really close that gap and kind of um, business as usual at the top of the table. And uh, speaking of you,
0: you just – Couldn't have said it up better, but speaking of points adrift and uh, business as usual, it was not the end of a tough weekend for City fans. Um, Spencer, as we get into the financial fair play, I I know you're ready with a full breakdown for – but the first thing I want to say is, one, make sure to explain it as people who maybe don't understand what's going on, and two – are you okay, buddy? Are we all right? Is everything okay?
1: Well, let's start with one. I, I can only try to explain it as people understand because it's – um, look, for us average Joes, it's really fucking confusing shit. So basically, <laughs> let's lay it out this way, right? Um, City have been accused by the Premier League of, for lack of a better term, just cooking the books basically. They're inflating their – incomes, they're deflating their expenditures, basically making all their numbers look better so they can spend more money uh, according to the FFP, financial fair play rules. Um, That's basically the gist of it. The Premier League's come with saying there's over 100, I believe it's like 103 charges that they believe City are in breach of, that they have that they believe they can prove that they've charged them with, and they'll take them to trial over. Um, so that's kind of what leaked um, on Monday morning. And like I, I texted you that morning of, you know, <laughs> yesterday on the Sunday, I watched the game and, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, tough, but let's, let's have a good day. And I show up for work Monday morning and it's like, God damn it. will this team just stop trying to ruin my days every freaking morning. Oh. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, you know, it was very concerning at first to read about. I think it's still potentially very concerning. Like uh, none of us really know how this is going to play out, right? Like some people think that they could get relegated from this. Some people think, you know, it's going to yeah. be a fine. Some people think it's going to be something in between. Like we, we don't know. This is similar to – um, if you haven't been following this at all, like last, uh, I, I believe it was in twenty twenty one, they were handed with a potential um, two year ban from the Champions League for similar charges from UEFA that time. Uh, this one's from the Premier League in conjunction, I believe, with UEFA. I, I know they have some say in it somehow, but not not what you want to hear as a supporter of a club, man. Um, before I, you know, sit here on my soapbox too long, what are your what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I I uh, actually
0: was awake at like six o'clock in the morning when this stuff kind of uh, kind of broke. Right as always, we we've talked before about waking up to fab tweets and stuff like that on here. Um, I was kind of scrolling Twitter when I saw, you know, Sky Sports and you know things like that start tweeting it out, and I looked at it and I watched the video. And the main thing I took from it is the the charges before um, that are similar to this. And I think the ones that are maybe the easiest to understand are that they had a sponsorship deal set up with, um, was it the oil? I think it was just the oil tycoons, right? Who they're, they work with. Right. And basically they weren't giving back, they weren't giving anything for the value of their quote unquote sponsorship, right? They got for the, for the price of just the name on the shirt or, you know, whatever commercials or advertising rights, right? Right they were getting just a ton of money. That's how they were trying to write off the extra money coming into the club. And I don't, it's one of these things like, okay, it's clearly over my head and it worries me as a Chelsea fan, not because I think they're doing the same thing, right? Because who knows what anybody's doing, right? At these big teams. Um, But it's very interesting as an impartial person just to see the one, the mixed kind of reactions to it. Right. Like they talk about when we just had the Juventus lost, what, 15 points, right? An immediate 15 point production or reduction in the league this year. That's been talked about. There's been talks about relegation or getting kicked out of the football top four. Right. Pyramid, I think we saw today. Um, you guys hired a lawyer that's absolutely going to blow up your wage structure, <laughs> your your precious, precious wage structure here. Um but it's one of these things that's like it's not going to be quick right and it could end up being nothing it kind of is similar to just to make a cross sport reference the um my my favorite college basketball team north carolina was hit with like an academic like scandal and that kind of thing and basically the the saving grace for unc to make a long story short was that the ncaa was completely inept and they can't do anything which if you live in this country and follow sports You know, the NCAA doesn't know what they're doing. So to me, like the first thing I look at is, do we think they actually have the cojones to carry out any of these punishments, right? The Premier League, the FA, whatever it actually comes down to in England. Do you think they would actually do something like this to set an example of city? Because that's what it comes down to. You're either going to say, slap on the wrist, pay a fine, push it under the rug, or you're going to make a big, big move on the chess piece here with long-term issues, right? With long-term ramifications.
1: Yeah, so here's kind of where I fall on that, right? Um, One thing that's been speculated over the last few years is that uh, the UK government has kind of threatened the Premier League in the past of bringing in an independent regulator to like make sure these teams are all following the rules. And that's something the Premier League's really, really fought against. And yeah. so uh, the argument that the Premier League would have in that scenario is like that they can govern themselves. They don't need the government to do all that for them. So maybe they would be apt to make an example out of somebody on something like this. I I think I see the argument for that. I think where the problem lies is that, and you can call me naive because it's my own club, but I I, I genuinely do believe that it's going to be hard to make an example out of Manchester city because kind of what you just said, they are going to red tape the fucking hell out of this. They will like, I know in the past, uh, I believe Sheikman's shore was quoted, uh, after the UEFA investigation, we referenced of saying like, he will just pay $10 million to like lawyers and just like, he will just tie it up in court forever. Like I, I, we know he'll do this. Like we got through the, the appeal process before in that one. Um, So I think that they maybe very well would like to make an example out of city, but I think I'm falling on the side of that's going to be really difficult to do. That's it's not like this is Leicester city or something, which, you know, no shots at them, but a team with just not the entire wealth,
0: financial strength. I mean, the entire wealth, financial strength of an entire country. behind Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, that that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here is like, because to to just draw another parallel line between that and North Carolina, North Carolina just threw lawyers at him and tied it up and said you guys can't prove anything, right? Deny everything, make nice terse kind of statements. Like, I paid I paid very close attention to the UNC thing just because I'm a big fan of North Carolina basketball, and when I read the statement that, yeah, uh, <laughs> that city put out, right, it's kind of a short, terse, like, yep, we see him we don't agree with any of this and we are not backing down Mm i was like that is perfect like that is right from the how do you deal with this playbook right you see yep we saw him and we're coming for you we're not we're not doing any of this um i don't know like it's it's also just one of those things to me of like that rings very true of everyone online is very quick to try to dance on the grave. And it's oh, like, oh yeah,
1: there's a lot of dancing right now.
0: There's a lot of dancing. And it's like, I know city are like new blood. Right. So I know I, I get why everybody hates them. I get why everybody hates Chelsea. Right. Very, we're, we're the two easiest targets in the premier league. Right. Newcastle hasn't won enough yet to even just be in that, you know, to be in that, that kind of nouveau riche type of, uh, um,
1: New money club. Thank
0: you. Yeah, the club there, right? Um, but but they could be, if they could just win one FA Cup this week on football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just slow, slow them down. They're, they're in
1: Carabao I, I Well,
0: I'm I'm doing a bit that we were making fun of the other day. Mm. But, like, um, to be serious there, it's just, like, they – you never know what your club's doing, right? Like, the two teams that were – the two that I remember anyways that are like being watched by financial fair play right now in the, in the premier league are Chelsea and Nottingham forest. Those are two teams operating on different ends of the financial scale, right? You can be cooking the books at any of these teams and you don't really want them looking into your premier league. Right. And trying to take you down. So just, just be careful. You never know. You never want to have that tweet out there. That's like my club would never do this. Old tweets will be
1: exposed for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're running long on this. So just to kind of wrap up my thoughts, like, look, I'm a big believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. And I don't think that I, I don't put it past city's ownership, right. To have very quite possibly have done these things like, I'm not going to sit here like a complete homer. I'm not sitting here, (laughs) but I I don't want people to take away from this. No, no, no. That's a good point. Right. Did this happen? Probably. It probably did. It probably did, but I think I do fall more in line with kind of what you were just saying. I think a lot of this shit, maybe not to City's level, but like a lot of this shit goes on in a lot of places. Um, You know, I think this is a good time to throw in. Like we were just talking before you got on. There's a report today that Manchester United might get bought by the, you know, a Qatari equivalent of what um, owns Man City right now. And like, what does that look like? Like, I think there is a lot of um, like stock, like a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's, I think that holds water, what you're saying of City and Chelsea or newer clubs, like newer money clubs that have been very successful. And at times this sport can be very good old Boise sort of to me, like, look, yeah, I, I, yeah, hundred I, percent. I, and I'm not trying to sit here, like acting like some victim or something like, Oh, you know, like you guys just don't accept me. I don't really give a shit, but like <laughs> it's something that people go out of their way to like, you know, really highlight, I feel like, and it's just, it's, it's weird to me. And I don't know the whole financial setup of soccer. And I'm not saying I support this necessarily, but like if you're that worried about it, like just put a salary cap in. We've been doing it in American yeah. sports forever. Yeah, like we, if you're if you're this, about that the other day. Yeah. Right. That's, if you're this worried about teams outspending other teams, then, you know, like I'm a big hockey guy also. The Toronto make beliefs make a fuckload more money than the Florida Panthers. But do you know what? They can both only spend 120 million or whatever it is, sixty fucking million. I don't know, whatever their salary cap is. That's they, they've got all the money in the world to build other shit on top of that, like your, yep. I guess for soccer, that's your academy and your facilities and all that you can put more money into. But like, if everybody is that worried about it, right? Because I feel like this is the type of thing with finances and soccer a lot of the time that it's, everybody wants their team to spend money. Everybody wants yep. their team to spend as much money as they can. And when their team's not to, the ones to,
0: to improve team, the product.
1: Right. Right. And when to make your and, team better. Right, and when your club's not spending the money, which granted, to be completely fair, you and I probably not the guys to talk about this because our teams have probably spent more money than most teams over the last. Fucking
0: oh, it's not years. probably. It's a hundred percent.
1: It's. It, we're definitely up there. Apparently, Who's my apparently my club way? is spending falsified money, but whatever. It's it's whatever. I'm saying maybe we're not the guys to speak on this. Sure, but like, if I'm a Leicester fan, I'm and I don't like that you know Chelsea bought in. million with the players this year and we bought, you know, like two players in I'm going to be upset about that. Like I'm, I'm up. I can see where somebody would be upset about that. And it's like irks them a little bit. Sure. But, you know, I I don't think it should be from a jealous standpoint. Like it should be from a like okay, be mad at your ownership that they aren't investing in your club. It's just yeah, and like you, you just yeah. to circle it back, like you we were very danced on the gravy this week, and it's just weird to me, right? It's just and, it's and
0: that's the uh, sorry, not to go, you up, but like that point right there is the only not the only thing, but like the thing I respected most about like Manchester United fans who are some of the most I mean, they're annoying to me. They've got to be brutal to you, right? But when they get mad at the Glazers and the American ownership, what are they mad about? It's that they're not investing in the team and they don't care. You can't make the argument that the city group and that the Chelsea ownership over the last 10 years have not cared and have not done everything, maybe a little bit more than everything, but everything you can do, right, to make the team competitive and and go after trophies. Um, if you want the moral high ground, you can, you can support a team. You know what I mean? Like you can support Lester, you can support another team, right? That's Mm. fine. But like this type of bending the rules and doing everything we can, right. Trying to find loopholes is not a bad thing in American sports. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Right. And I know we take an American attitude to, to soccer and, British British coverage that the TV is mostly about trying to find the moral high ground and then also occasionally talking about goals. Um, but like, this is a very serious thing. I don't know how far they can kind of push it to be like the punishment, right. Specifically for, for Manchester city here, but um, it's absolutely going to be something we talk about a ton going forward not just because it's Spencer's team, but because this is potentially something that can kind of shape the outline of soccer here as we go forward on on a world scale. Like,
1: I mean, it's seismic. Barcelona
0: Barcelona is afraid of La Liga, right? Right now, Chelsea, City, any of these teams are not afraid of the EPL. They're not, right? They've been doing what they want for a long time. So, you know it's good to see like Barcelona get reined in and be financially responsible. It's, it's, you know, quote unquote, good to see Juventus pay for what they've been doing. Right. But like, that's where this is headed, right? It's less about the sport and more about the finances of the sport, which are important, but that's where this is going.
1: For sure. And like you said, we're, um we're going to stay on top of this at, obviously it's very important to a lot of people, but you know, I'm supporter of the club, so I'm very going to be locked into it. So I'm sure it's not the last uh, we'll be talking about on here. Uh, We'll keep following that one, but let's just circle back to the game actually this week. And we referenced
0: soccer, the thing that we love.
1: Yeah, not, I I did
0: not not start. I love more than waking up early and watching Sean Dyche get the absolute best of Mikel Arteta and Everton. 1-0, yeah. a big James Tarkovsky header. Spencer, how excited were we on a Saturday versus your before you had your bloody Sunday?
1: Huh. I was uh, quite excited on Saturday when I woke up at like 9 a.m. and saw that they won because I this was one I was like, oh, Dyche's first game, sure. <laughs> That's awesome, but it's against Arsenal. Arsenal just aren't losing to anybody this year. I'm going to skip this one. Not going to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. And, of course, it feels like – does it not feel like every time you don't wake up at 6 a.m. for a game, it's one of the either bigger shocks or bigger results or better games of the entire week. It it always goes that way. But if I wake up for, I don't know, Leicester versus Crystal Palace uh, at 6 a.m.
0: Chelsea-Liverpool no, yeah. you should wake up for. Most boring thing you've ever seen. Arsenal, the team who's been walking away with the league, you know, for months now. And Everton, the team who's been doing the opposite of walking away with the league, sprinting towards relegation for the past five months. And you wouldn't have known it. It wasn't just a sneaky win, man. It was a very good Everton performance and win. Like, they outplayed Arsenal.
1: I thought they deserved it. I thought it was the fair result. No one has done that this season. Manchester
0: United beat them, but nobody's really outplayed them. Right.
1: Manchester United very well could have lost that game. That was a very close game. game. It was a great game.
0: It was so much fun.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
0: This was fun in a watching the bully get beat down a little
1: bit. Straight up. I I would agree with you. I, (laughs) Like I said, I didn't watch the whole game 90 minutes. I watched the condensed game later on. But from everything I gathered, um, I almost said Burnley because they've got so much Burnley <laughs> influence there now. No, Everton. Burnley's now
0: Manchester City Junior. You got Vincent Company leading <laughs> yeah. the ranks there. Yeah, uh, they're playing no, progressive
1: but- football, Burnley. Now that not they're not doing that, Mr. Deitch. They're, they, if anything, dumbed down from Lampard Ball. And hey, oh, it's, it's they keep it simple. Arsenal looked frustrated, man. They looked as frustrated and you know. Uh, very much like city ended up looking in the Tottenham game. They looked uninspired, like they lacked that cutting edge. And, you know, I think that's fair play to Everton because they haven't been, they've actually been not terrible at defense. They just can't score this year. They just kept a clean sheet and found uh, a tall guy on the top of his forehead late in the game on a corner. So well done. Attaboy. We
0: joked joked a lot about Sean Dyche is going to get in there and organize the defense and, play for a draw, and if they win a he- you know, get a set-piece goal and that kind of thing. Exactly, like, it's hard not to watch that game and feel like the smartest man in the world, even though you're just like, oh, Sean Dyche, what did he do? Oh, he uh, clogged up the defense, and they were very well organized, and and they capitalized on a set-piece, exactly like me and everyone else thought they would and then they beat arsenal with it it's like oh well i didn't predict that i wasn't that bull
1: well see that's was going to be my counterpoint of like yeah you predicted that i think i was you know pretty on board with that but i think everybody was like we don't yeah. look smart and i think that if anything you know the big talk last week was the uh, nfl script writers on twitter like the epl script writers got to get a little more original because we all fucking saw that entire thing coming like the script writers <laughs> maybe not had, this
0: week maybe I not made. this week the way people were coming into this game, but that's the way it ended up. Uh, before we forget, um, <laughs> I-, I got up and watched the game. You were texting me at like nine nine thirty, and it took multiple you waking up text messages even though I had said Everton had won for you to actually
1: realize Everton had won the game. And it was so funny. It was, I I don't think you ever said they won, but you said something like that hinted that they won. And I just assumed it was like a text from you in the middle of the game of like, Oh, it it must be, I didn't look at the timestamps or anything. I was like, it must've (laughs) been, it must've still been nil nil after like half an hour. And I was like, Oh, like Deitch is there look good or something. And then I, you know, did that slept in, look at the results thing. And I had to like do the eye rub a few times of like, wait a fucking minute. That says one nil at Everton.
0: No, to, to rebut you, it says the exact text is. I'm ready for all the arsenal. Didn't do enough at the deadline is our Teta in trouble narrative shift. Please beat Tottenham on Sunday so we can focus on that. That is what I sent you at. Cl- at the end of the game. So I didn't actually say that they had lost.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's we, no well, talk of the we result.
0: No, I know. But then in all caps, your response is, Everton beat Arsenal? Like, we'd been having a football conversation for like an hour at that point. And it took you a while to actually realize. Right. it was just well, one, of my I think favorite, wasn't one of my favorite things is, Everton beat Arsenal? Five question marks. <laughs> like-
1: well, I think that was the thing, right? Is you sent that text and I was like, the fuck does he mean by that like half asleep still like what the fuck does that mean like are we just laughing at arsenal to laugh at arsenal and i was like we played ever <laughs> which, which yeah, knows like, no no way yeah. they lost right and then <laughs> uh, holy shit okay they did but like honestly um to unpack it just the game itself a little more um <laughs> look if, if everton are able to do that against good teams and get a few more results this year they they might be okay i think we both were on side of saying Deitch was probably the better appointment for them to just get a guy who can shut it down and they can pick up some points. Um, We'll we'll see kind of the thing at Burnley was they would pick up some of these results sometimes. And then against, you know, mid to lower table teams that, you know, aren't going to try to dictate possession the entire time they struggled a bit more. So we'll see. Um, They're not by any means safe or anything yet, but it's a huge first result under him um, for Arsenal I don't worry too much about them except for, you know, maybe it's two straight games they haven't scored, one in the cup against City, one now against Everton away. Um, I'm not worried about it yet, but, you know, maybe just maybe they fi- maybe. They haven't. They haven't had a bad run of form all year, right? This is the worst, worst. Uh, objectively, unobjectively, the worst, objectively, objectively, the worst run of form that they've had the entire year. So maybe go. English is hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been their worst run of form of the year. So, you know, maybe we'll see it's two's not a, you know, slump to me. I think it was, if you get to three, then, you know, maybe next week we're asking more questions. Um, yeah. So we'll see.
0: But uh, I know we've been talking a lot about dice and Charkovsky had the big header there, but they look really, you know, well organized at the back. All the things we're saying about, I want to give a shout out to Dwight McNeil, who we've talked about multiple times. Like, he, also just needed, he just Fame. needed Dice to come home. He just needed Dice to come home. He's best at being creative when there's no creativity allowed. That's what he's best at doing because he, he had the assist on the on the set piece there, but um, I thought he played well. And then a guy I've always kind of liked, but then he went to Everton, so I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Amadou Onana was having a ton of fun running in this midfield for, for Everton, which – also, they went to a 4-5-1, so I like that Dice stepped away from football, and it's like there's a neg- there's a more negative formation than the 4-2, 4-4-2. Oh, my goodness. Watch this. 4-5-1 coming at you. But like late in the game, Onana's like running down balls, like looks like a free, pumping up the crowd. Like Had to be just the best day for Everton.
1: For like, sure.
0: Especially in such a horrible, the horrible
1: season. The best day they've had. of their Pickford, season so far.
0: Pick- Pickford got to pick up when i think he's the best at um is a taking too long to take a goal kick a yellow card everton or yeah everton and jordan pickford is the world's best at the time wasting yellow card from a goal kick no one exaggerates time with a goal kick like he does he's world class and he got to show at least that part of his world class game today um but i mean yeah you look at the arsenal team that they they rolled out there. It's Ben White, Gabrielle, Saliba, Zinchenko, Partey, Odegaard, Saka, Saka, Martinelli, Niketia. Like, there's no excuses in that lineup. No. They didn't rotate. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been an easy, like, all right, let's get Tomiyasu in there. Let's get Fabio Vieira some time. Maybe Trossard starts. Like, they got, Everton got the full brunt of Arsenal and just basically set them down. Yeah. It's I'm- just very, very
1: impressive. I'd say look good doing it, but it was completely negative and turgid football. But still, like...
0: as good as they can look. It,
1: that is beautiful. It's, it's, it's...
0: Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And Sean Dice thought it was the beautiful game. Yeah, he had it's to like, change pants at halftime, what,
1: if that's the case. <laughs> he <laughs> thought it was way <laughs> too beautiful. Oh, man. But
0: no, great. Like, a, a really just a fun... A fun atmosphere, a fun, a fun game. There, the the really best,
1: the, the best atmosphere. There's been at, <laughs> you know, Goodison Park all year. Cause low, it's low,
0: been, low bar, but yes,
1: it's been a um, uh, cauldron for the wrong type of region, reasons this year. But um, that new manager bounce really paid off for them. And yeah. speaking of new manager bounces, man, uh, not all
0: good news here from the weekend for. Uh, for managers. Um, it turns out three, you know, three is the magic number of um, Americans you can have leading and playing on one premier league squad as Jesse got his marching orders on, was it Monday? Oh man. How long have you
1: had that one in the chamber?
0: I just thought of it. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I read Jesse Marsh and I went, yep, there's no other way to say that is there. Um, but no, they, they, uh, they were the other game there on on Sunday morning before the Spurs City game, and just did not look good. Adams was the only American who started, um, but kind of that that fun loving like fun free pressing football we've loved from Leeds right made them a very you know a fun team to watch this was not this was not it. this was a tough game
1: I Disagree slightly, only in the, in the first half, they were pretty good. And Kaylor Navas, who didn't get man of the match, uh, Kaylor yeah. Navas, CONCACAF legend. Somebody, I saw an argument the, like earlier, just a complete quick side note. Like, Kaylor Navas might be like go down as the best player in the history of CONCACAF. <laughs> like, seriously. Ooh, but
0: great argument. Are we just talking about like club fo- I mean, because club football helps him more than it helps like. A Timmy Howard, right? Yeah, because that'd be the other discussion for, like, best goalkeeper, right? Because I think the best player from CONCACAF is going to be a goalkeeper no matter where you want to have it. But I love that it's, like, (laughs) the Mount Rushmore of goalkeeping in CONCACAF is, like, so much better than the rest of, like, the positional Mount Rushmores, right? Tim Howard, Kaylor Navas, Ochoa, and then whoever else you want to throw up there is, like, you know...
1: Incredible. I mean, for like for like all time CONCACAF, like Hugo Sanchez obviously would have to be up there. But like, you
0: know, or, you know tip up, right. Without getting yeah. into the real nitty gritty of it. Like,
1: right. It's it's. Yeah, this but is, Taylor is absolutely. But he's, he's, up, he's in the conversation. Right. But he was uh he was man in the match in this in this game. And he was really good in the first half. He made a few huge saves. Now, now the second half. Terrible leads. Uh, I, I saw the entire second it half. Fell, and it they, completely fell apart. It was They they had possession, but it was like, it was like watching Manchester city on a bad day lately of just, they're passing the ball. There's nothing happening though. It's just passing the pass and there's no final result. There doesn't feel like there's a final result. There's no cutting edge or anything. And I think that when you look back on Jesse Marsh's tenure, now at leads that's kind of been the story of it is like sometimes they play really fun good football but sometimes they just they they their xg is consistently higher than their goal total they put up on the sure. day like i don't think the and i think that's where you know if you just look Almost at the raw 70 percent
0: possession more shots on target right.
1: like, i think <sighs> when you look at the raw numbers like And the analytics, they suggest that Leeds have played good football under Jesse Marsh. And I'm not saying he's just, you know, gets off scot-free with me. There's things he definitely could have done better. Like there's games where they are scoring like three goals and losing because they're giving up four. and The defense Mm -hmm. isn't tied up. But um, I I don't think it's as bad as maybe the results said. But at some point, guys got to start putting the ball on the net and – I think you always say, like, you know, it's the old cliche in sports. It's a lot easier to fire one guy than it is to 11, you you know?
0: Yeah. Um, And, and like, to be critical, like, because I feel, I mean, you could probably make the argument we're not very critical of the Americans here. I'll be real critical that, and maybe it's a team construction thing, but, like, can they get a fullback that looks like a fullback on either the right or left side? Like, no offense to Luke Ayling. Like, thank you for bringing them up from, you know, the championship and stuff like that. But like when you watch like, like not, not even force is literally a team that's almost even with them. Right. You would think they have like similar. Would you rather have Nico Williams for Wales running up and down, putting in good balls with his right and Ren and Lodi or Luke ailing and Pascal striuk, who both look like center backs being played out of position. I know that's Luke ailing's position, but he doesn't look good there in the premier league. Mm-hmm. Right. He just has. Um, so things, things like that. It's like, I don't know what I don't know what the plan is, right? I think uh go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I think that I I completely agree for one um that the fullbacks haven't been good. They they haven't been that good just out they were they are very central. Like that's one thing I do notice on their marsh, and I don't know if that's You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched him coach at Leipzig or Salzburg week in and week out. So I don't know if those teams played the same way, but they played very central at Leeds. Like they weren't putting the ball out wide that much. They were trying to get it into the middle of the park where their better players are. And is that a personnel thing or is that like a choice? Is that why he's playing? Because basically the fullbacks would just, their job seemed like it was to get the ball to the middle to their better players. They weren't. There was, they're very much not a Andy Robertson or a Trent that are like, or Reese Williams or Reese Williams, Reese James that are driving the offense from the wing. They're um just getting it into the midfields. But I, I would say to be critical of Marsh, like, you know, he, he hasn't only been there for you know, up, like a couple months, like he had a summer window. He had this winter window right. to bring in some yeah. new fullbacks. They, they, they obviously like, he's obviously had a very big role in building that team. He's just bringing in a conveyor belt of Americans. And it, it felt like at times, but you know, if if you wanted to get an American, like somebody like Serginho Dest might've been really good on that team. You know, <laughs> like that might've right. really like, provide, helped them to have provide, a creative full, provide some width, have some overlap in the attack. Cause it gets so
0: bogged down centrally mm-hmm. and they and like when that works for them it works very well they score a lot of goals and it, and it looks good right um i think adams played pretty well in this game um the guy i gotta say like Brendan johnson is who scored for nottingham forest before we just talk about Leeds the whole time Brendan johnson if you're currently renting an apartment in nottingham forest i would maybe not renew that lease because i think clubs are coming for you buddy um, I think really he's good. a very he's a very good player, and you know I actually hope he like sticks around and and continues to be a good player for Nottingham Forest. But like, just has looked really good. The guy who's impressed me the most as just like uh you know how you watch somebody and you're just immediately like oh I think that guy's pretty good is this Wilfred Nato G N O yeah yeah Noto thank you I can never say his name right but like. You watch that dude play, and it's just like, oh, this whole thing could run through you, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's always on the ball. He's always making these dynamic runs. Dude is 19 years old yeah, and playing very well. Like, I I, I watched most of this game, and I was just like, I think <laughs> you just get, like, a little crush on a player. You're like, uh, it would be silly for Chelsea to buy another winger, right? I mean, you know, as you just selfishly want, you know, good players on your team, right? But I... And a team with, you know, Jack Harrison, Louis uh, Cines- Cinesestra, I can never say his name either, Cinesestra, um, Somerville, like to really stand out as that kind of like impactful, fast winger is is good. I, I, I think he's been very good for him. Um, but, yeah, tough day for Marsh. Nottingham Forest, It's a big win for them. That's a huge win for Nottingham Forest, man.
1: Yeah, I I mean they're getting to the okay. point where look, it's a, it's a complete dogfight at the bottom but I mean they are 6 points clear of the drop now, for us. that is. So Right. Uh, good on them. I mean, it, you know, what what are we realistically thinking they're trying to get to 38ish points or so? Um you only need 14 more now. I I they're and you might need less than that cuz just everybody's beating each other up at the bottom of the table it feels like, yeah. so for Leeds, I mean they're I mean, they're even on points with um, Everton now. So, look, like I said, I, I think that it hasn't been maybe as bad as it's been suggested under Marsh, but, but they can't they, go down but there the they way are. they've spent. But yeah, there they are. Right. right. They, they don't have the luxury of letting this play out and seeing if it solves itself. Like, that's just when you're when you're being threatened with the financial, you know, differences between going down and staying up, um, they don't have that luxury to – give anybody time to try to see if this works out or not. So they're no, they're going and, for that same thing with a new manager bounce of some sorts.
0: And, and leads going down. I, I would really actually hate to see that just cause it's been, they've been such a fun team to have in the premier league. Right. Like, um, even if they kind of go away from this Uber attacking, pressing kind of, um, formation, right. With the new guy, right. We don't, we don't know who that's going to be yet. We don't know how they're going to play. Um, but it's, they're a very fun team to have up, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would hate to see Leeds go down. And I think Nottingham Forest is kind of playing themselves into that role with me too. Like, I don't want to see Nottingham Forest go down. I'm up for yeah. these plucky, you know, win a game when you need it. And they've proven to be a tough customer, a tough out this year.
1: Right. And they're these were the money
0: to do so. so
1: Right. And these were like the two teams. Uh, look, we're not premierly historians by any means, but like these were the two teams that, were down in the championship a couple of years ago that were like big, big historical
0: They're big clubs, clubs
1: yeah. Yeah, um, so it's just for that sake too. Like, I agree with you. I want them both to stay up. So I, I can't necessarily blame Leeds for sacking Marsh, but um, just really quick no. before we get off this game and move on to some other, you know, <laughs> disasters with teams because there was no shortage of them this week well just let's quickly have the jesse marsh usmnt a uh, oh, sure. little little powwow thing here like what are your thoughts on that because like uh we you know we're always in that usmnt only uh space on twitter looking around and they posted one of like do you want jesse marsh to be the next manager that motherfucking tweet blew up it's got like a thousand replies oh, yeah. on it and i don't think any of them sequentially say the same thing. I, there are people that are just, I'm literally reading through it. And there's people that I saw like four in a row that was absolutely. And the next one was absolutely not. <laughs> and then it's the well, same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> not. It's hot it's, button right now. Where do you fall on this man?
0: Well, I, the one that had me laughing was it was a poll, right? And there were three options. Who do you want as the USMT coach? Jesse Marsh, Greg Burhalter or anthony hopkins or whatever that dude's name was Puts. from the january window and i was like well if those are the three options yeah jesse yeah. lark all day i clicked it right 100%. i'll participate in your little twitter poll if you're gonna give me three horrible options and one of them is very obvious but um my my answer is like if i if i want him as my coach i don't want to miss my coach right now right give me some time give jesse some time away right If in June we still think this is the best idea for everyone or if we can't get, you know, a a Mourinho, right? Like we keep bringing up or even just like a Bielsa, right? I would rather have a Bielsa than a Marsh, right? I'd rather have somebody not in – I think if there's ever a time to not get somebody familiar with U.S. soccer, it's right now, right? If there's ever a time to look elsewhere and kind of expand our horizons a little bit as a country – the, the former players, the former coaches are, are leaving a bad taste in our mouth. Mm-hmm. So we need I, – I need some time. As much as I would love to have, like, the coaching thing figured out, if it's going to be Jesse Marsh, I need somebody to actually have the job above him to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he has any relatives that are currently looking for employment. I think it might just be Jesse, but, you know, maybe they hire his brother or cousin to, you know, run U.S. soccer, then I think he's got a great shot. shot. (laughs) He's the number one clear-cut chance candidate.
1: Here's uh, where I kind of fall on it, right? I I want to start with A. I'm not at all convinced that he necessarily wants to transition to a national team manager. Like, I think he could still – I think there was enough there for him to quite possibly – maybe not, you know, immediately because there's – most jobs are filled right now in European soccer, but in the summertime, like he could very well get another job. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think that a, we don't even know that, but um, I-, I think I agree with you. I would like to swing for the fences a little bit more, get a, somebody a little bit bigger, um, somebody better. And if that's the case, like if it does work out that way and Jesse Marsh maybe doesn't have a job to the summertime anyway, and you spend, three months trying to bring in somebody bigger and none of those are working out. I think he's by all means a a great, great backup plan. Right. And and I think, I think the other thing you have to tackle with this, right. Is outside of like Klinsman, the U S has always put, American board, maybe in the fucking fifties or something, but they've always put American board managers in charge of this team. If that's the, if that's like a rule, like, look, I don't, Hey, I don't agree with the rule. Let's put that out there first. That rule fucking yeah. sucks. But if that's the rule and us soccer will not bend on it, He's the best candidate for the job. I mean then if, Which, if that's if, if you're gonna if, if we're hitching our if we're hitching ourselves to that horse that it has to be an American, then yeah, throw all the money in the world at him because he's the best option you're gonna get in American soccer period
0: right now. Yeah, but you, you saying that actually just pissed me off because it's like, oh, so and, and I, I love our women's team. I will watch you know, I will watch our women's team, right? I have a you wanna talk Mal Pew now, Swanson? I'm ready. We got talk, we can do it. Right. I, I watch the US women's team. But we will go outside of America to get their current coach, Androna if I'm saying that right. All right. And our probably our best coach, Pia Sunhagen, not a not an American. Right. She so didn't. yeah, so we'll go outside for that, but we won't go outside for for this group. Like go get the best just go get the best coach. What are we talking about?
1: Yeah, and I think... Play, their, I'm, play
0: in their style, go get the best coach.
1: Right, and maybe the counter-argument to that would be that the U.S. women are consistently one of the best teams in the world, so, which I, I, can, I'm Can not,
0: attract a better... Yeah, can attract right, a better I, I, Right,
1: and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, though, that maybe it's even a thing of, like, hey, they're clearly the best in the world. They've outgrown any, you know, American female manager at the time or whatever. Sure, like, whatever, if that's the argument. I think this is quite possibly... the the four most important years in the history of U.S. soccer leading up to a World Cup at home, like, and having players at the level you do right now, like this is, look, I mean, we've had our token couple guys at higher levels across the world and done, you know, pretty good and been a scrappy young international team It does fine. Like we have technical quality like we've never, ever had before. And like, like the other day, we're, you and I are sitting here having a discussion of like, this like the taylor booth thing like we just right. have a guy yeah. and like you're which is completely fair like not to throw any sh- like you know strays at utrecht no. yeah. but like we're like is that at really like that high of a level to be doing it in the Eredivisie? Divisie? like fucking 10 years ago if we had a guy that was like one of the best players on his team and a like upper half of the table Eredivisie team we'd be like touting this guy is the next like chosen yeah. one to our team so absolutely yeah I, I think it's an extremely important next four years for this team so if you ever were gonna break your if it is a rule <laughs> break that rule it break is the, the time. rule
0: break the bank whatever it's everything time, man yeah it, and, and like our stock crucial. is not it's weird because with our player pool our stock has never been higher with our organizational strength our stock has never been lower not never been, but you know what I mean? Like right now there's nothing, there's nobody even make that call right in, in the U S soccer house. So before we get really just down, I mean, we've been in the mud and everything here, but like, speaking of in the mud, Liverpool the wolves three nil wolves. Um, I was looking back at our text messages. The reason we were distracted and you didn't realize the Everton game Uh, was so bad, is because we were discussing Wolves' absolutely embarrassing Liverpool. Embarrassing Liverpool. Andrew,
1: a few weeks ago, I was on the record on this podcast saying I wasn't that worried about Liverpool yet. I am officially moving Uh myself from level green to what's next, yellow. I'm at least going up to level yellow now because my uh, my antlers, my ears are definitely perking up or whatever right now because this is... Because you, you want Klopp to coach
0: the U.S. men's national team. Oh, I got gotcha.
1: you. Don't, oh, oh, don't <laughs> tease me. Don't tease me. But seriously, um, it's getting concerning now, right? And I think that the more that it goes bad, the more things that kind of come out from behind the scenes a bit more at Liverpool that make you worry a bit more, right? Like yeah, when you look at, and I'll circle back to Wolves, I promise, because there's nice things to say about Wolves from this game. But like yes. when I look at Liverpool specifically, like more and more comes out about, they've changed a lot of their like backroom analytical staff they've moved on and stuff. And then you look at their signings, they bought in since they kind of moved on and you're like, we thought Gakpo was going to be great for them, and he's just uh, – look, it's way too early to cast judgments on this guy, I think, yeah. completely. Like there are people that are already yeah. – yeah. we talked earlier about the dancing on the grave thing. People love to dance on graves so quickly in this sport, but I'm not there yet. But like if he's not hit the ground running, 100% not hit the ground running, looks like he hasn't fit into the team at all to start. Um, right.
2: Right.
1: But like Darwin Nunez, like yeah, that's it's awesome. You create a lot of chances, but at some point, he's got to start going in that a little bit more often than they do.
0: Yeah, he's 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 doing way too much to live up to that Timo Werner joke we made months ago. It's like you're incredible at running in behind and just putting it four to five feet wide of the goal to the left, Mm -hmm. and you know, and I love Timo Werner, but like, it's really bad. Like. (laughs) watching a liverpool front free front 3 not play well together as much as i love to not watch liverpool play that well like hurts because for so long right like it was sala so Firmino and mané it was just like you know like they, for like a casual fan it'd be like how would you not watch football the last couple of years and be like that's the team i've adopted mm-hmm. right Sala does crazy things with his left foot. Mane runs everywhere. Firmino just makes it all work, dropping into the midfield, like laying off a ball, dummy here, big, you know, the occasional goal and that kind of thing, right? Like <clears throat> there's a lot of talk about their like midfield and their midfield not being up to par and their defense not being very good. But like I can't get over like Sala, Gakpo and Nunez look like they've never spoken to one another. Yeah before they go out there and play. And I know part of that is just how cohesive that unit always looked in the past, right? But like Salah being the last man standing with that group is like tough to watch. He's eight, it looks like he's aged like six years in the past six months, seriously. Yeah, and he well, didn't like, go to the World Cup. He should yeah. be fresher than anybody.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's like, concerning, <laughs> man. Like that—that's definitely concerning. Um, I, I think it's concerning at every level, though, too, because like Virgil looks. I, I still think he's good, but he just looks a <sighs> little bit, a little bit, just a tick lower than he was before. Because, but I, which I mean when before he's, you he's, were, I mean, yeah. before, when you were before, you know, unanimously the best, defender in the, the best yeah. defender in the world, and you just go a step down. Like he was bailing a lot of it out. Now he's not able to kind of do that. And you look at like the midfield; they they can't get a tune out of Fabinho anymore. It feels like they're like they're playing Bosetich like even every even. week right now. And yeah, I think he's like, their,
0: and I think he's their best midfielder. Right. And he's not 20. Right. I Which is, I, I mean, I, I'm not double checking his age right now, but like that dude's got like 19 year old bought over from the Spanish league written all over from him. Right. And in three it's, years and a good, and a healthy Liverpool side in two and a half years, we'd be like, Oh, they found another one. Here we mm-hmm. go again. And he's, he plays with Tiago. And then I saw a thing about they're trying to re-sign Nabi It's like, for what? Um, He's their best player in the midfield by a mile.
1: Yeah, and he hasn't been a able to get into mile. the team for the last several years. Like he's been right. riding, he's been kind of a disastrous signing in that he can't get oh, break into I, the field. I, I, over clarification: any of the guys.
0: I think Bastetek is their best midfielder by a mile. Nabi is not their best midfielder by a mile. <laughs> well, yeah. he's never but been like, their best mid- best midfielder. He's been on the team.
1: Yeah, is I think what I would say. Just it's it's weird what's going on there because like. I think we said even last week, so I don't want to like just repeat my point. But like, if I told you before the season, Bosic was their best midfielder for a few games in a row, like you'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" Like, did Fabinho and Jordan Henderson and Harvey Elliott and all of them just fall off a cliff? And you're like, "Yeah, basically, it's yeah, basically, exactly what happened." Send
0: out a rescue. Send out the the Saint Bernard with the little mug around its neck with some alcohol in it, because. I, there's been an avalanche I don't understand it's just been so downhill man um like getting completely bossed in the game of guys that like they should have bought with Ruben Neves and Matthias Nunez and then coming in with uh with Zhao Martino too just completely playing those guys off the pitch in the midfield is like a little heartwarming because Liverpool's been <laughs> such a tough team to watch be so good over the last couple of years but It's getting like you were you're going from not worried to worried. I think I'm going from worried to like a little sad. Like I feel a little bit bad. And we're one spot. we're one point ahead of them. But at least Chelsea did something. This is they're running it back, and you know, like for years there was a lot made about Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott, and they're gonna come in and energize this team. They're not even starting. They can't even they're in a weird spot where Bacetic's better than those guys and Naby Keita and Tiago are still here so you feel like you should play them but I don't know man that like if you watch that last goal that I think it's Neves right just runs through Liverpool's running in molasses yeah Robertson plays a bad ball which Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold you guys are supposed to be the best part of this team right like, you guys are supposed to be the big dependable things. And I didn't see Trent do much. Maybe I'm missing something, but Robertson had the bad back pass. And then, like, Ruben Neves, if he's outrunning you, you're not running. He's not quite in Jorginho territory, but, like, <laughs> you should be able to run down Ruben Neves. You should. Yeah. yeah. That's just that the was
1: truth. a rare soiree into the uh, attack, deep into the attacking box and attacking run by Neves. But yeah, I'm with you. Liverpool look just which maybe you know to be fair it's later and it's two nothing at that point maybe they're just mentally defeated but right. even that's in itself is an indictment of liverpool if that's the case because this is a team that
0: never say die fight never cats, say die run.
1: this but is a run. team that i run I, I, right run, Liverpool's I. not
0: running Liverpool's not running right i don't know how to say that like liverpool's not it sounds disgusting. wrong when running. you say it yeah it's yeah it sounds like i didn't watch the game oh yeah. liverpool didn't run hard it's like yeah they did it's like no claps like Literally, like visibly, not getting stuff out of these guys, right? Visibly, I can yeah. see it, and I am worse at knowing soccer than he is.
1: Like, <laughs> I would, I think so. I, I think that's a fair assumption. But, um, <laughs> Thanks, yeah. As far yeah. as, <laughs> <laughs> as far as like managers, just to give Wolves a little more praise here. Before yeah, we let's just do that. Make it all let's thing. Like they Wolves have been really good under Lopetegui since he's come in, man. And it seems yeah, like man. I think that there was. A lot of like it's something we didn't think about, right? Because we talked about when we came back from the World Cup how we just had completely forgotten that they put him in. You gotta think about it this way, outside of like Ruben Neves, um, and maybe some other random Portuguese player that I'm not thinking of, not many players from this team went to the World Cup. So um I'm sure he sure I'm sure they let him go on holiday and stuff, but even then Lobotegi had time before like while this tournament was going on to kind of groom these guys. And they've been a different team since this world cup came. Unfortunately, (laughs) I'm still waiting for that invoice to come. It still has not shown up in the mail. I don't know if that's something between the, um, like the UK to the U S postal service type of thing. I, 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 I tried to call a number. I just got put on hold at Wolves when I called him. So if you guys are listening, I'd really like for you to figure that out because it still rings true that you guys didn't start playing good until I fucking chewed you out on this platform. So whenever that invoice shows up, that'd be awesome. I just would like my cut. That's all. Thank you.
0: I I think the only thing more impressive than you, know, you taking 100% credit for this Wolves revival is... You know, we should have thought Portugal wasn't going to do well in the World Cup when even Wolves were like, "We've got to get rid of most of these Portuguese players, man." <laughs> they all don't care and don't try hard. Like, we can keep Ruben Neves and the goalie, but like we've got to get 30 of these guys out of here cuz it was all Portuguese before, but like oh man, like bringing in Coon, like talk about a team that is playing a team is Wolves is playing against the team that didn't do anything at the deadline, didn't make any major moves, sat there and said, We're good. Wolves did a ton at the deadline, man. Wolves made a ton of big moves in January. Sarabia, move at the deadline. Cunha, move in January. Like uh Mateus Nunez, I think, came over in January too. I think, and wasn't Craig Dawson as well? Wasn't that his debut and he scored on it too? Yeah. Like them having the the gall to make a move and stick with it and make big plays. When they, part of your issue with them before was they have talent, right? They've got Traore, Raul Jimenez, Jean Moutinho, Daniel Podence, Johnny, Nathan. Like, they've got dudes on the bench. They went out and got more dudes. And they're playing really well right now.
1: Maybe it's down to, like, you said that they were, you know, casting aside guys from Portugal. They were like, well, this Portuguese thing worked really well for us in the past. So what if... We got players from the country that borders Portugal and Spain. And then you know who, wh- where else they speak Portuguese, Brazil, <laughs> Cunha, Brazilian. I'm down with that conspiracy theory, man.
0: Yeah. I I think uh, next time Lopetegui coaching a team before the world cup, that's only, mostly full of guys from one nation. Remember this Spencer next time when we're doing predictions, right? If they just start getting rid of a bunch of these dudes that all play for one country with Lopetegui, Remind me, we're gonna bet against that national team. We're gonna make some money here. Coming back
1: sounds good. Um, well, this is we can archive this episode, so we'll just uh, yeah, we've got it. be able to just reference it really, really easily. But um, <laughs> just really quickly before we get off Liverpool, I kind of said um, how things, you know, behind the scenes, just starting to, you know, more and more red flags are popping up there. Um, did you see like Klopp's? Ple- like he's always whiny in press conferences after he loses. He's oh, a notoriously man. bad, sore loser. But like he like made a run at a journalist for something because um, he said he didn't like what they'd written in the past about him. And uh, oh. oh, my gosh. There's
0: no bigger, I think you're a little baby now, if you're mad that a guy whose job it is to write about your team sometimes said some bad stuff about you. Right. It's his job, right? Like The same way that Pep can just get rid of Zhao Cancelo because he doesn't like his team selection, that's not how it works. He doesn't work for you.
1: Right, like you- like outside outside of <laughs> oh. making it like extremely personal, like yeah, I don't unless
0: know. that guy wrote Klopp is an idiot, not about soccer as a person, right, right, like I think Klopp is a bad dude, or like and you they, can be they mad at
1: him they like drop an article of like Klopp out like meeting with some like female business executive and like write a slander like chop is Klopp is cheating on his wife type of article, yeah, like I probably would hate that, yeah guy then. sure, but if it's like he's criticizing the football you're playing, like it's his job yeah. And, but and he, the
0: question he asked is fair. The
1: right. question was something, of, and like, it, I mean, it wasn't a very
0: well worded question when he asked it, but he could have been asking in a different language. He too, asked about right? the like, starts,
1: I believe. He asked, yeah, what, he, what's no, up I like know, the but bad he, he
0: kind of like meandered his way through it. It wasn't clear. To me, it sounded like somebody who was like translating in their head as they mm-hmm. went, right? So, you know, shout out to a guy for speaking two languages when I can't even get this one down. But, you know, he asked a question about, oh, yeah, what's it, you know, what do you guys plan to do differently? you know, when you guys keep getting out to these slow starts and Klopp was like, I don't like you. Fuck
1: yeah. Off. I mean, well then I'm,
0: I'm paraphrasing most of that.
1: But. Well, then he said something along the lines of like, I'd answer this question if somebody else asked it. And so they moved on to the next journalist and he literally asked like the exact same yeah. question, which was pretty Absolutely.
0: funny. Have that dude's back. And he, like, and Klopp answered
1: it that time, which is just, I don't know, yeah. dumb petty, but just kind of to reference that, like, um, there's it's the a lot opposite,
0: of it's the opposite of when Bielsa got accused of like remember he was like recording practices, mm-hmm. right? And then he went and brought in the media and did a full break team breakdown of everything they were going to do for the next game. Mm-hmm. This was years ago in the championship. That's that's how you deal with doing something bad in the media. Not this like I'm better than you. I'm Klopp. It's like you're be- you're only better than half the teams in the league, Jurgen. I don't want to hear it from you, man. Right. Like, but You don't get to be better than us all when it's going well and then treat journalists like crap when it's not, you don't Mm -hmm. that's the reality of the job. I'm sorry. They pay you so much. Come to America. We'll be so nice.
1: Right. But like people have kind of been pointing out how that was, you know, when things started to go South at Dortmund Klopp was doing a lot of this too. So I, I don't know. There's just more and more red flags are kind of rising up that, yeah, the panic levels are definitely starting to perk up a bit more for Liverpool. But, um, Let's uh, move on because we got one yeah, more team to talk let's, about. Let's move it on. Yeah, You referenced let's... this when we like did the intro earlier. <laughs> like, I completely like I, when I put the rundown to that, together today, I had completely forgotten that like Chelsea played on Friday. It just had so Chelsea many other teams play. had gone into like a crisis since then that I just was like, "Well, Chelsea only drew zero yeah. zero after they spent five hundred million dollars. It's not really that bad, is it?" But they uh, well, they and, draw a nil and, nil at thank home. Thank you to
0: Liverpool. Thank you for City for making yeah. me feel. About my weekend, but like a lot of deflection. Friday, I watched the game, and then I was depressed because it felt bad. It's like, okay, you guys haven't had any time to play together. Nil, nil. Fulham's pretty good, but you know, everybody's being mean to not me personally, but people are being mad at you know Chelsea. You spent five hundred million dollars to draw to Fulham. It's like Fulham are pretty freaking good, man. Like we should beat them, sure, but we also haven't played in forever, and half our guys are hurt, so. You know, I felt bad about that for like six hours, and then I woke up and immediately felt better because Arsenal was losing. Then I felt even way better because Liverpool got embarrassed. Um, And then uh, just in case people were still going to be mean to Chelsea um, on Monday when podcasts and things like that came back out, Man City basically did the double and made sure no one was going to talk about Chelsea this weekend. 100%.
1: There was a lot of deflecting from Chelsea this weekend to make them, you know, fucking fifth on our rundown this week. So yeah. (laughs) yeah. Great job, Chelsea.
0: Hey, maybe a win next time, but like could be so much worse.
1: Yeah. The fact that
0: um, that we, yeah, to to get into the game a little bit. um, I
1: I, I thought to be fair, I thought Fulham was actually really good in this game. Fulham played very
0: well. Um, I thought
1: Fulham did, everything kind of right defensively. And the only time they really had a bad breakdown uh, American dream, Tim Ream Tim is Ream. on the goal line, just clearing it out of there, man.
0: And then he had, I think not a better chance, but the only other really good chance was that ball, that new British record signing Enzo Fernandez, who looked so good in this game, dude. Um, he hits that little ball over the top to Mount who everybody hates online. And he squares it for Havertz and it was a beautiful pass. And Tim Ream gets like a fraction of a toe on it and puts half yeah. off. Yeah. It's like, oh man, like Tim, buddy, any other weekend, I'd be so excited about this. I could really use one right now. Um, But no, like to, to talk about the signings, cause that is kind of the story of this game is Enzo Fernandez. I mean, it's hard to say somebody looks like a hundred million dollar player. Right. But was as good as advertised. Right. Came in immediate life into the midfield, part of the tackle, Not that just the Jorginho standing in front of the defenders, running around, moving. I think if they can get, like, Conte healthy or or Zakaria healthy, and he can even be more free to get forward. But he played really well out of position. Mudrick had the toughest time. Um, He got subbed off at 45 minutes. Um, It was said it was an illness. We'll see how much of that. I don't know. Whenever somebody gets subbed off in, like, the 45th minute, and, oh, all of a sudden now they were sick, it's like, Uh, do we just say they're sick so it doesn't look like we subbed a guy off at 45 minutes like who knows um but yeah they need to do a better job of him getting into space because against liverpool he got into space and had some moments tete on the i think it's yeah tete on the right hand side for uh he was really good in this game really good really good getting forward gave mudrick a lot to think about coming back in defense um and Yeah, I I think now it's kind of like, all right, Grand Potter, we got you all these toys. Zhao Felix is coming back this weekend. Reese James is healthy. Chilwell's getting, like, both those guys are getting healthy, right? The excuses are evaporating. I mean, heck, Aubameyang might be headed to LAFC by the time people hear this, which would be my number one want for the rest of the season for Chelsea is to get a bumming.
1: Well As we know, the best uh, thing you can do for a team to move up the table is get rid of fear cut like a bumping,
0: cut, <laughs> cut a midseason if you can. Um, it's like the Sean Dyche bump, but it's two years later and all of a sudden you're winning the league. Um, so we're hoping for that personally. Todd Bowley did all his film work on Amazon and all his scouting on FIFA. So um, I'm not doing much more than that, so I can't fault the guy. But uh, all the toys are there and they... They Fulham's a tough out. I think Polinia might be. Is it weird to say like outside of Holland's got you know 30 goals and that kind of thing? Is Paulinho like the signing of the season kind of?
1: He's up there. <laughs> he's incredible.
0: He's, he's leading insane. the league in he's leading the league in tackles. He's literally everywhere. Um, I was happy Chelsea kept a clean sheet. Kepa used He put his arms all the way out. I don't know if that means he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks just because he extended his arms. It seems to be something he can only do in the most dire of circumstances. But, yeah, no, just to keep this from being a very long Chelsea rant, which we all know I can go on here. um, Do you think they looked good? I guess is how I'll phrase that question. Do you think Chelsea looked good? Because I know my rose colored glasses, and they certainly look better. I don't know that they look good.
1: I think that defensively, they looked organized. I'll take organized. I wouldn't say good. I'd say people looked good. Like, Enzo, I'm with you. Like, it's hard to live up to 100, 120 million, but it's like hey that's
0: pretty dang good in anybody else's midfield right now nothing
1: nothing he did in this game made me think that that price was wrong i mean it's one game but still um like the attack was lacking a little bit a couple moments here and there but uh, like fulham as good as they were in this game like Mitrovic, like like i watch a lot of fulham because i I, like obviously the americans i love big meat but um one of the worst games I've seen him play this year, outside of you know almost scoring from past the halfway line. I was about to lose my mind. He Also,
0: put his he put his arms all the way out, Keppa. So don't don't be mean to him. Got all he the way up, all the way above his head. It was a big day for him.
1: It was almost the one of the craziest goals I've ever watched live, though, because it was. I mean, as perfect as a strike as I've ever seen from that far away. Like it was amazing.
0: Well, and just like. That is like to be cynical about the Chelsea season. That has absolutely been in the back of the net nine times out of ten, and Keppa probably tears something trying to save it. That's how bad our season has been. Right, right. The fact that like we can laugh about, I well, we you could laugh about it anyways, but I can laugh about it. Huge progress,
1: for sure. But um, yeah. Overall, I think you know, I I just to wrap it up, would agree with your sentiment of the excuses are evaporating. I think the team did look organized here. The attack, something still just not really clicking there. Um, that's, you know, these guys, They you guys bought in so many new players in attack that there's gonna, it's going to take time. So you don't even have the toys yet. Like, Jao Felix is just coming back from his fun red card appearance in his first match. But uh, let's, like... I think I'm going to name this episode dancing, dancing on graves or something, because there's been a lot of people that like on so many scenarios and like Chelsea are no different that people want to, you know, dance on the grave. They spent $500 million to like, you know, go nil nil against Fulham and stuff. They don't have, you know, all, they don't have all the ingredients. They ordered an Instacart order and it came in like two different shipments of like the carrots are here for the stew. The beef is here but the onion and the beef stock hasn't arrived yet like let's see let's see how this stew tastes you know when everything's kind of been simmering for eight hours or you know like let's you know you don't just dump all your ingredients in there and then be like oh let's just have it a taste you know it doesn't taste good right away you got (laughs) to got to let this stuff, you got to let him cook, hold up, let him cook a little bit. And I, I don't think Graham's had a chance to have a, not, I don't, not, I think Graham hasn't had a chance to have really all the weapons at his disposal and us see what happens. So organized is good. That's better than you could say for a lot of the season so far, I think for Chelsea. So yeah. fair defense, on them.
0: It's looking good. Someone with some life in the midfield and I, I mean, we don't have goals, but we got options up front. So
1: For sure. You
0: know. Sterling, or if James and Chilwell can come back and really make an impact here, we're gonna be looking pretty good here. But uh let's kind of go around the rest of the league here, uh wrap up before we start to get out of here. But Leicester four Villa two is kind of a crazy score that kind of slipped under my awareness just because i was i was uh not dancing on the grave of liverpool but certainly enjoying myself watching a team that has caused myself so much misery not getting it done but like is lester good again all of a sudden
1: oh i don't know they're if it <laughs> wasn't for like they were
0: fun to watch
1: they oh were, definitely they
0: entertaining but, they haven't but been if, for a while
1: if it wasn't for like literally nine other teams being neurotic this year we would talk a lot more about Leicester. they just they're good some games and then they're just fucking horrible and i don't know what the hell they are i i don't the only gripe i have with this game is that i am um a avid core cord cutter as many people my age and i do not have a way to watch usa so when man city's on there or like another big game you know I'll, i'll i'll pull out the little you know possibly illegal stream to watch it or something or I'll like, you know, hook it up, go out to watch it or something. But uh, this game was on USA while all the other games in the big window on Saturday were on Peacock. So I instead, which got to watch Liverpool just be, you know, absolutely turgid against Wolves, but fun game. Uh, the highlights were fun and yeah, I don't know. Is Lester back? Is Aston Villa bad? I, I don't know. Both these teams are in a
0: That's good for them. That was kind of their signing, um, the Brazilian right winger. He looked pretty good. He had a goal in this. Um, Kalechi Ian Hacho is a guy I can just never kind of make up my mind about. Like, I think he always looks good, but I'm always, but I'm also like disappointed in how many goals he has and that sort of thing. I mean, um, yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he's the know. kind he, of
1: guy, like, especially he's the kind last... of a cat, He's kind of a catfish. It's like, right, so
0: good? It's like, no.
1: Well see, and I just also have like rose I also have like the rose colored glasses of when he was at City and he was like our super sub behind Aguero for a while, he was bagging a good amount of goals and then we kind of sold him on and I was upset when we sold him because he he'd never grabbed that starter spot, but it was like, you know, Sergio Aguero's in front of him. Like he's not gonna grab a star and Gabriel Jesus for a while, I believe, was also there in front of him. So it was like yeah. I was really happy to learn we had a buyback clause in his sale to Leicester because I was like, he could go there and bag goals. And it's like, it, it, sometimes he's good. And then sometimes you're just like, like, yeah, like you said, he's just, you're like, man, he, especially so, the so, first couple of years at Leicester, you were like, he had a good season this year. And you look and you're like, huh, seven goals. Yes. Yeah, seven, eight hmm. goals. Uh, felt like okay. more.
0: And Jimmy Vardy had like 14. So, okay. Like, like, seriously, it'd be times like that. Like, Jamie Vardy almost had 20. And I was getting ready to say, like, Ian Hatcho should play more. Cause I watched mm. 50, you know, the last 15 minutes of some game he was in. Um, he oscillates between looking like a very good, like young promising player, which he's kind of aging out of. Right. And then he also has times where he looks like a lesser, uh, Mikel Antonio, <laughs> yeah. which is like, you are very strong, aren't you? And that's the nicest thing I have to say about you. Good job running fast and being strong, bud.
1: For sure. Yeah. Um, Interesting career, but moving on to uh, less interesting things, I guess Brentford are still pretty fucking good. I mean, Brentford's interesting. I like Brentford. That's not fair. Sorry, guys. I love you. I actually very much enjoy yeah, watching. I, Brentford I, I this like year. Brentford. And but like
0: that's that's how they've been. This is how they've been so good this year. Is they can just oh, is this a team lower on the table than us? Great, we're gonna beat them like they stole something.
1: Three nothing. Like, three nothing against Southampton. Nothing. Yeah, and Two Southampton quick goals
0: before the half like.
1: Yeah, Brentford. I mean, it's kind of business as usual for Brentford. So sorry to shortchange you guys a bit, but it's it's business as usual. I mean, that's I think that's a pretty good compliment right. that that's just we expect that almost of you now at this point. And for Southampton, they seem to have had that little bump for a minute, but that seems to have been that, that fire, whatever fire was burning, it's been extinguished. Yeah, well, it seems like this like is to me. this
0: is the this is the reason Brentford are like threatening top half and Southampton are you know going to be playing in the championship maybe right like that this is the difference they're not very dissimilar on paper right skill wise but brentford take care of their stuff southampton gets beat um brighton continues to kind of they win 1-0 versus bournemouth um they kind of continue to like weirdly underachieve but still keep playing well and getting like they keep kind of grinding out results like new premier league you know player of the month if uh, Marcus Rashford wasn't around, but Matoma again late
1: with an absolutely
0: filthy goal.
1: Yeah. This guy is something. Just the craziest, the craziest thing like that's ever maybe like one of the most rattling sports things that's ever happened to me. Right. Is, you know, seeing Matoma go off and stuff. And I would consider myself like, you know, I am not by any means the most knowledgeable soccer person in the world but i play like a, a lot of fifa i've seen i've like at least run into you these guys the like we say. talk about players right. all the time like we do this into- for,
0: we do this for 2 hours a week that you hear we do this for like 10 hours a week that you don't hear
1: at least right? yeah like, right
0: all players are being discussed if you do something good or you look like a fun player matoma came out of no out of nowhere the guy's 25 what the fuck <laughs> yeah no brentford just put him in or uh not brentford brighton just basically pulled him out of the computer simulation
1: it was just like no, nah, he's good. Bring him on in, like. But it's just like, I've been playing FIFA Career Mode since like fucking FIFA 14, dude, and I've so like it's not even like a yeah he's 25, you can't so he was, yeah yeah you can't sneak was, up
0: on us. We'll, right. We knew about it.
1: yeah we think been, you think I'm not scouting the Japanese pro league and just you know seeing
0: what's going on out there once in a yeah. while. You think you can sneak a Japanese 16 year old onto the bench of you know Majorca? No, no, scouted. I know yeah, that you
1: have. Do you have any idea how many times I've bought Tekafusa Kubo in fucking career absolutely. mode? Absolutely. And not just because
0: he's 85 on speed and I'll buy anybody fast. Yeah. Not just because of that, because he's also good. Yeah. But like, yeah, hey man, like, credit to you, buddy. Keep working. Keep playing. Like, just on fire. Right absolutely now, had a day and just kind of keep an eye on Brighton. Like, they're getting results when they're not playing that well or not playing that much better than their opponent, which I do think Bournemouth like played pretty well in this game, but like, is this the start of a thing, right? Are we going to see Brighton start to slip a little bit, which is a crazy thing to say as they're in sixth on 34 points, but just, just keep an eye on it, right? They've, they're in a poor run of form right now over the last couple of weeks. Can it continue or is it going to have them fall? Right. Can they continue to get by not playing that well but still getting wins? Because that's a huge part of being a really good team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see how that one plays. Keep an out. eye on it. Uh,
0: eye on it. Mm-hmm.
1: United, Manchester United, that is, they beat Crystal Palace 2 1, just you know, expected. Pretty business as usual there. Um and Newcastle and West Ham, one one. Oh, that one was on. kind
0: of interesting. I think the the big sorry, the big thing from United's game is Casemiro with the straight red.
1: Yeah, I'm so sorry. I yeah, we should be, talk no, about you're it.
0: Fine. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make him sure we strangling didn't. strangling somebody. Casemiro yeah. <laughs> Casimiro doing his best Fabinho impression and just putting somebody into a blender. But him missing for three games, along with the, I think it's a three game ban, right? Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, the Erickson injury. And now all of a sudden it's like, yep, Marcelo Sabitzer, here you go, buddy. You wanted some, you wanted some PT? We got you for some playing time. Um, they still have McFred they can always go back to and play real defensive there. But Casemiro's transformed this team. So to see them play without him for the next couple of weeks
1: is going to be, be interesting. As they, as
0: they make a – you know, they're, they're right there.
1: Right. And right there, yeah. man. We'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I imagine it would be more Sabitzer, but like I, I've told you in the past, like – scott mctominay if it means more playing time for him this is like the i, I think the worst pl- like player not so much this season because they have upgraded the midfield but like the worst midfielder that plays consistently or like one of the top six yeah. which has been mctominay for a while to me so yeah um could be a big loss i mean it's it's absolutely a big loss we'll see how effective it is to their form um but, yeah, it could be it could throw a big wrench at them because they're right there for, you know, at the very least top four. So there's teams nipping their it's heels. It's not the
0: time to be – I mean, if they drop three straight or they can't, you know, like Casemiro has been what's gotten them – not by himself, right? But he's been the one leading this, like, defensive resurgence, right? right. Where they're tough in the midfield and that sort of thing because especially if Rashford – like, is, does Rashford go to another level? Right, like, is that what's going to be what keeps them afloat here for Ten and their kind of resurgence? Because I think you can say like Rashford's been their best player this year, but I don't know that Casemiro's is far behind.
1: Yeah, like, um, yeah, certainly. But
0: yeah, let's 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 get to kind of the last game here and start to yeah.
1: last one. The Prim Newcastle West Ham one one, um, look huge result for West Ham, honestly, to go away to a team that was third fourth in the table sorry um at the time and get a draw out of it that's a big result for them for where they're at um newcastle i do remember like i started watching this game it was one of the craziest starts i've ever seen in a game In that they was it uh was it callum wilson uh Calum Wilson had the goal yeah he had the goal but I who know what was, you're talking about. I can't remember who it was. Who was it? That, they got kicked down in the corner. Joel Linton. Was it? Uh, they, it was, I don't know whoever it was. It was, got, it was him or
0: Willick. I, I get those two confused.
1: I but, definitely, it was Willick. That's exactly who it was. Thank yeah. you so much. Willick. We got there eventually as a team. Uh, he gets kicked down in the corner and he's like down the ground, you know, saying he wants the foul and then like holding his knee gets up, sets up a goal I think he scored the goal, but it was uh, offside, ruled offside. Just like the craziest opening 30 seconds to a game I've ever seen in my life, so that was great. Um, Yeah. But huge result for West Ham, honestly. And the way that Newcastle started this game, because they scored right after that disallowed goal, I think like a minute and a half into the game, Yeah, yeah,
0: three minutes in is what the the official is. Right.
1: It was literally like after a VAR review and everything, it was like maybe 30 seconds of game time. So they were... (laughs) For that, not- it
0: reminded me of real quick. Sure? It reminded me of when they, like in the NFL, they re- do a review on a quarterback sneak and it takes five minutes. And they're like, Actually, the ball never crossed the goal line. It's like, Okay, great. And then they run the same exact play and get the touchdown, anyways. It's like, You know, we could have just moved on with our day. You should just, like, if it was backyard football, they would have just given it to you.
2: Right. Like, you well, just take probably- the
0: touchdown, kick off. We want the ball like did you what um, was gonna happen to west ham like just just, just take the ball we're fine it, it felt ball. a lot
1: like actually now that you bring it up that way it felt a lot like the um did you see the play earlier this year where aj brown for the eagles uh in the nfl was playing the titans his old team and he scored a touchdown and got called for like defensive or offensive pass interference. And then the very next play, they said, all right, bet. And just threw another <laughs> go route to him. And he scored like a 40 yard touchdown instead of a 25 yard yeah. touchdown. Like, yeah, you know, no, it, it was just like, okay, a, a very big, like ball don't lie moment. Cause the ball went out by like a half an inch or something to disallow the first goal. And they're like, okay, it's fine. But for them not to get three points after starting the game like that, kind of tough for them. But like I said, fair.
0: It's again, it's not a, I mean, they've not been in great run of form either. Yeah. Right. And, and, Credit to like the same way we gave credit to Brighton for being able to hold the one nil, right? And come back and get that win. Like not being able to hold this in the 30 second minute, it's uh paqueta. Right? Gets the paqueta. breakthrough there and you know, I I feel like watching the end of this game, I may be misremembering, but like felt like West Ham were kind of the aggressors here. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, they, yeah and they and yeah, they have no, a lot no, like, more to push for, but they also have to be very, like, you have to protect that draw, mm-hmm. right? So credit to something we haven't said a lot of, credit to David Moyes for at least going for it here and uh, making it work. Rice right. looks very good. Um, I'm always impressed by, I did get his name wrong, but the center back from Morocco, um, Agard. Now you say Agard, I'm saying that wrong probably, but that dude had a super crazy tackle.
1: Yeah, it game. was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He he just basically flew in. And I was like, oh, don't do that. Oh, all right. Like I, I it was all flashing in front of my eyes. Like of uh, I don't even know who takes penalties for Newcastle, but I was like, that's exactly how this game is ending. Is yeah, uh, a Kieran Trippier, you know, something. And I'm just like, oh no, okay, all right, he got all ball. All right, it was now.
1: very much a heart and mouth moment if you were a West Ham supporter <laughs> for sure. But um, but I feel like I've yeah. seen him
0: do that like three times. It's like yeah, yeah. If he played on like a real team. You know, this would be great but no, you know,
1: stray is it West Ham, play, but
0: get out of the relegation zone, West Ham.
1: They they're out of I, it what you now, doing? baby. They're oh, yeah. out of it now. They're you buzzing know, up the table all the way to 16, 19. They're a whole, points. they're a whole 19, one point out of the relegation zone.
0: It's February of 19 points. West Ham. You guys were hey, pushing for Europe last year. They win but their you know, next
1: match, man. They're equal on matches played in points, which is, you know, that's low baby. bar, but, that won't get you like, relegated. Hey, 38 points won't get you relegated most of the time is how I feel. Well, about if it, they friend. win their
0: next game, 22 will get you relegated. So. <laughs> that
1: will get you relegated <laughs> if they stop for the rest of the year. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, just, just to close that one out, Newcastle, I think for them, I agree. They're, they've kind of been in an uneven run of form. I guess the best thing you can say about them is that we think they're ahead of schedule, and when they're in an uneven run of form, they're still, you know, Gutting out draws a lot of the time, at least picking up points. Like they're not out of this thing. I think they're. I, I don't think we ever thought they were really in the title title thing, but I think they're. St- I mean, they're still in the top four. They're yeah. still. They're still picking up points. They're not dropping all the points every week, so they're, they're still very but,
0: solid. They're they're.
1: Yeah, they're and, but well. if if they want to stay there, they're going to have to start picking up some more wins again. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. they also have a trophy to play for. I don't know if we talked about that since last episode that they're going to the Care About Cup final. We referenced it earlier, but. First trophy maybe for them in a long time. Full wall, to wall to
0: the full wall, wall coverage of the. game. It's a final. We'll definitely, we both, we'll definitely cover I, the final. I, I'm being sarcastic. I <laughs> we will talk about it. Of course, the final is much more intriguing than a Tuesday game where stock ports involved. Sorry, hundred percent. But, but um, um, let's, let's, let's let's throw this around yeah, Europe a little yeah, more. Quick, and just, quick swing around. Yeah, Gio Reyna is an unstoppable. I mean, Greg Berhalter, coach of the year, just putting that thought in there of let's have Gio Reyna on the bench because when we unleash him. He scored in three straight games, so I yeah. think full apology from you, Spencer, to Greg Berhalter on the Geo Reyna thing because clearly he's right. He oh, I, I would start. Maybe
1: maybe I'd apologize to him if you <laughs> ever you know used him as a sub. Besides, like bringing him on for the last like four minutes against. You can't use
0: somebody as a sub if you start him, Spencer. So he's half he's half the player. You also,
1: you also <laughs> can't use him as a sub yeah, if you, you don't sub him on, and you pick <laughs> Jordan Morris over them. <laughs>
2: Uh, Oh, but
0: yeah. Rain has been incredible. Uh, Sebastian Haller scores. um, If you look up his like post match kind of interview, because he scored, I think it was, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it was on like world cancer day and he's been battling with all that and coming back for it. And he was really just kind of like a good interview. Like, look it up. Right. Sebastian Haller in the post game gets a goal. He's great story. Speaks really well. Well, I know
1: um, we we talked like a few weeks ago when he scored in like the friendly for his like first game back. Um, that was really awesome, but that's like you know a friendly that's like a cool story. But we kind of all are gonna push that to decide to like score a league goal and stuff. His first league goal since coming back with what he's gone through the last six months or so of his life. Just really an amazing inspirational story. So I thought that was just really awesome, man.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it's great. He gives a good good interview on it, but I think. uh, yeah, they're 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 flying right now, and only three Bayern, points back of Bayern. Only three points back, and then uh, Berlin also right there. Ooh, yeah, Unión, on. on. Um, but Bayern beat Wolfsburg four to two here. Um, kind of other big results: Mallorca just straight up beating Real Madrid in La Liga.
1: Just um. Just One a straight up,
0: just a straight up win for One Real Madrid, nil. just chasing points. Like, well, there, like, I didn't explain that very well, but that's huge. Like, Mallorca just I, winning in Real Madrid.
1: That's um, not so, yeah, maybe, maybe like a little salt and pepper on it this time, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe like some dramatic sound effects. I could try to put it in post production to maybe like spice it up a little bit, but yeah,
0: in my head, the idea sound effect is the uh, um svu noise when you know like somebody says something witty and it's like dun dun you know and then they, they <laughs> cut away right
1: but uh my
0: straight yes v- this victim didn't have time to hang around dun dun like you know something <laughs> like that just, just go ahead and throw that on there spence and the i'll see what i can uh
1: i'll see what i can chef up for you um <laughs> but Majorca man like i mean they they basically they they i didn't watch this game to be fair but you know, watching the highlights, they Sean Dyche their way to a one nil win over Real Madrid. They had 26% possession in this game, one shot on goal. And that one shot went in, but Hey, Real Madrid only had one shot on goal, 20 <laughs> shots, only one on target the entire match. Glad, so, glad I
0: didn't clear my weekend to watch this game sound hundred
1: percent, but, um, I mean, it's a huge result in like La Liga because that title race is, uh, look, we sit here and, you know we're worried about our like city actually in this title race. Like Real Madrid are eight points back now, man, uh, and Barcelona just aren't losing games. They they beat Sevilla three yeah. nothing, which like Sevilla has been terrible this year, but that's yeah. you know better team than Mallorca traditionally. So yeah, uh, uh, it's it's slipping away from us, man. The title race there in um, Spain, and you know also just to like bring it up, um, Real Madrid and like Liverpool play. These are two clubs that are like we're in the Champions League final. You know, in May of last year, and now they're yeah. two teams that are like really—I mean, Real Madrid much less so than Liverpool because they're still in second place. But like, these are two teams yeah, that are firing on all Real Madrid's Madrid.
0: eight points back. Liverpool's not even in eight, so yeah, uh, a ton of perspective we need to throw on that. For but, sure, uh, um but no, like it's—it's it's a big—it's a big gap, right? The gap between those two is always going to be talked about in Spain and. Real Madrid is going to have to show something in the Champions League if they want to fend off the, uh, which they don't have a problem doing, but um, if they want to fend off that argument between who is better in Spain this year. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of points back in the title race, Serie A, Inter, Inter gets a 1-0 victory over Milan, but still sits 13 points behind our boy at Napoli.
1: Napoli are, look, they can't, they can't screw this up. They just, they can't 13 points. They can't screw it up, but you know, they beat Spezia three, nothing. I don't really have anything there. The Milan Derby was kind of fun game. I mean, not really one. No, it was kind of boring, but still a Milan hey, keep, Derby. Keep Big rolling, game.
0: Napoli. Keep rolling, man.
1: I, I mean, they, 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 can't, they can't fuck this up. Right. They can't fuck it up. Right. 13 points in 13 in points, February, you have, almost 13 points. Juve's grounded, right? Like.
0: It's, it would take a lot. but it's now or never. we've seen – I mean, the Italian league kind of is chaos,
1: right? Uh, but like, and, I mean, in Napoli, are like, a team that has a history of choking these things. But, yeah. like, come on. They choke they, this one. Come on.
0: such a fun team that it's like, oh, they would never. It's like, I don't know, man. It's a lot of talk about Victor Osherman for $120 million. Stuff like that can be distracting. Um, mean, they might, they no, might have. I, they I, might be
1: making $250 million off of him and I, fucking I KK. Think,
0: I think uh, – I think Napoli does have this wrapped up because it doesn't seem like anybody else really has the firepower or want to this
1: year. Right. You know, I don't think they're choking out. that away, man. I don't think they're no, choking thir- that 13 away. 13
0: points is a lot to choke away. But
1: we'll, we'll see. Speak, we'll, we'll keep you
0: poking. Oh, yeah. This is super
1: necessary. Spencer, take us to the biggest story of the weekend. The hugest story of the weekend. Uh, hey, look. Like I said, we're not the biggest MLS guys all the time. We're going, We're going to get better with it. But – we got to the Club World Cup this year with Seattle because they won the, the, the absolutely cherished CONCACAF Champions League title last year.
0: It's, it's right there under getting to the round of 42 in
1: the Carabao Cup,
0: as far as things <laughs> I'm concerned with.
1: Uh, come on, man. I'm going to start paying a little more attention to it. But look, but. until
0: St. Louis City FC literally exists on a
1: soccer field. Only like one more month. Step then. it up, Seattle. Step and it only, up, I don't even think. I think the last. I think the first game might be into February, as a matter of fact. But either way. It just clearly shows how locked in you are. <laughs> There's too much other shit going on in soccer right now, man. It's fucking and, hard. And a lot of it's
0: at a really high level and very good and aesthetically pleasing. To All right.
1: And has games that matter. Like, All right. Look, we can sit here and debate the merits of the level that MLS is right now. I would argue that MLS is at a level better than... The Egyptian Premier League or whatever the fuck it's. I called. would argue
0: they are not, as they lost on a deflected shot to Egyptian side Al Alahi.
1: And uh avoid the embarrassment that would have been real. I, Madrid. Would, uh, I would well, like yes, it would they would have probably gotten dog walked by Real Madrid, but that would have been fun, man. That would have been fun to see an Do MLS team think against Real Madrid. How and
0: Rodrigo by themselves could beat Seattle. No. Two players versus eleven.
1: No, but maybe like... Tuna
0: goalie. Courtois.
1: I think uh, this, You had to think about
0: it. No, you hesitated. You had I to think, think about that,
1: it. No, I think that you're being ridiculous. And maybe that if it was like a 10 men Real Madrid, I would still not feel that great against Seattle. <laughs> if they go down to nine, I would feel pretty okay. Let
0: but it, Gareth Bale was one of the best players for the MLS
1: last year. And no, Madrid. he wasn't. No, 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 Look, no. He was I mean, bad. He just had a good goal in the final.
0: Okay. Goals in the final do matter.
1: They do uh, matter. Maybe and... the biggest goal in MLS history, actually, but oh, just overall.
0: list. Oh, hold, yeah. Now you got me thinking about great MLS goals. I'm going to be distracted all day. Just thinking about how many of them I love. You got to stop with the tone towards MLS,
1: moments. man. We're ramping it up in like three MLS weeks. MLS
0: history man. starts in three weeks for me. Okay. All Listen, right. We're taking we, I'll say in. this now on the podcast. We are taking this opportunity to have a team in common with St. Louis City FC. If you let me down St. Louis, I will never forgive you.
1: Well, they are an expansion team, so I wouldn't put your standards too high.
0: Hey, look. I said I said what I that, does that not seem fair? I will root for subpar soccer subpar sports teams. I do it all the time. Fair. Right? Okay. I'm a Cubs fan. Well, I got right. great
1: news for you with MLS too. There's no relegation too. So you don't have to worry about them going down.
0: God, the, the, if relegation was around when the Cubs for, for professional baseball, they'd be playing like little league. It'd be horrible, <laughs> but all right,
1: man, just high a ball and palm. Yeah. As,
0: as quick, this is, this is very quickly. Deteriorating. We're spiraling. I, my apologies.
1: Holy cow. Well, we're all good. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, honestly, like, look, If anything, I just think it's a really big missed opportunity. Like, I don't... I know, like, Chelsea's won one. I haven't even seen City. Obviously, they're never going to win a Champions League. So, I've never seen them play in the Club World Cup. But, like, I I don't put much stock into it. But it's something that would have been cool. Like, I would have turned that game on to watch Real Madrid and an MLS side play. And I'm upset that they fluffed their lines so bad to lose to a team that I... Look, I don't ever watch Al Alley play, but... This felt like a very big missed opportunity for m l s man and that's just kind of how I felt at the end of it when I saw the results
0: yep yeah, man that that said, we are getting close to wrapping up here as we kind of look ahead into the weekend here, Spencer, I've got my pick for game of the weekend, and then I want to know what you're thinking about the Super Bowl, but what do you think is the matchup of the weekend here? I'll be, I yeah. will be disappointed if you pick what I was already going to pick.
1: Well, I was going to say my matchup of the weekend is um, Eagles versus Chiefs on Sunday. Mm.
0: <laughs> high scoring game, from what I understand, especially by that, conventional soccer scoring
1: rules. That one may be high scoring, yeah. But um, even a
0: couple field goals would be an absolute classic in the <laughs> in the But <prep. laughs>
1: well, we can dive into that one in a minute. Um, soccer wise, this weekend maybe. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see Arsenal versus Brentford, see what happens there. Like, you know, Brentford's been pretty good, as we've said. Um, Arsenal a little bit uneven. So interested to see if maybe they could pick something up there. But uh, I don't yeah. know, kind of a a very e- evenly y mash-up-like weekend. So like, West Ham's this playing is, a little better. You guys against West Ham's a little interesting away. I think this is, like, almost kind of a weekend you could
0: – like, this is a weekend – like the the name of the theme of the weekend is like prove it, right? Oh, Chelsea's playing better, prove it. West Ham, you don't want to get relegated, prove it. Arsenal and Brentford, I think is is I think the clear cut game of the weekend if you're going to set one set a, set time aside to watch one. I think that's clearly the game of the weekend. Brentford's been playing really well and Brentford's been playing really well and they're the exact type of team that's giving Arsenal trouble right now, right? Disciplined, good finishing, um I think it'll be great to see how kind of Arteta rebounds here. But, no, big game for Chelsea. They need to pick up points here. I think this is the first one you could be like, all right, well, anything but – like, Grand Potter's had time, and he's had time with all his players, and there's nobody out who – there's nobody, knock on wood, right now who's out who should be coming back. But, um, you know, this is going to be as close to a full-strength Chelsea team as you're going to get. So I think it's a big weekend for that. And then – um. I think Leeds Man United, especially because Leeds will be having that new manager bump on Sunday, could be kind of fun. But
1: and other than that, out, I don't yeah. think
0: there's a lot to.
1: I was kind of going
0: dig into this weekend. The Premier League never disappoints. It'll give us a bunch of stuff. But um, I was
1: kind of going across the continent as you were talking there, and um, it's a lot of the same across most of them. But like Red Bull Leipzig versus FC Union, Union. Berlin. That is second versus fourth in the Bundesliga. If that piques your fancy, that'll be something I could quite possibly turn on. That's Saturday at 1130. So that one could be a solid game. But yeah, yeah, otherwise, there's not a lot of top of the table kind of across um, any of the leagues in Europe. So it's very much a kind of, yeah, kind of you said a prove it weekend for a lot of people, I'm sure, just kind of on their form lately. But uh, speaking of top of the table, we've got,
0: I think unequivocally, the two best teams playing this weekend with uh, Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs here stateside, not to spend too long on an American sport, which you can hear thousands of podcasts talk about this weekend. But real quick, Spencer, who's your pick? Who do you got?
1: Well... I want to preface this by just saying that we are a soccer podcast, yes, but we are in our name an American soccer podcast. This is huge American America. news, and we are going in, baby. Absolutely, Eagles screeching, God! But I, I think that Eagles screeching is that a tease? It fucking might be. I really keep going Crystal back Palace.
0: And forth. Oh, not who, not where you were going.
1: Okay, <laughs> not where I was going. I don't know about you. I really don't have a good feeling on this game, right? Because I think the Eagles look so so good, but I also think that
0: pat mahomes plays for the other team man yeah
1: and i also That's... think that well like see here's the thing right is i made the argument going into the um san francisco game i, I had picked san francisco yeah you had money
0: on san francisco.
1: Yeah. ver my pick you, to at win at least you
0: thought you did but yeah go on well, yeah uh, yeah long story
1: <laughs> um so like hey don't take my picks with anything more than a grain of salt because um I literally had San Francisco versus Bengals in the Super Bowl going into last week and got those both wrong. But I think that the Eagles looked really good against teams that they've played, but like the Giants were maybe one of the, I know they beat your Vikings, but not the best team in the playoffs. And then San Francisco, who were remarkably good, uh, their quarterback literally broke his elbow like like, his second drive. So yeah. I, I'm.
0: I think, and this is kind of. I think coming down to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean. No,
1: to you're it. fine. You're fine. I'm. I'm still trying to just talk this out. So by yeah. all means, sway my well, opinion one way or the no,
0: other. No, so I. I think I'm gonna do the the anti opinion. It's like I just want a good game, right? And 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 to be honest, I just want the Super Bowl party I'm at to have like decent food. It doesn't need to be mm-hmm. great. I just want some decent food, and I want a good game so that I can justify like. I know the Super Bowl party I'm going to, like, I know is going to have more people who don't want to watch the game than want to watch the game, which is mm-hmm. one of my least favorite things to do. Um, if we're going to watch, usually people, means watch the you game. can
1: get like, it usually means you can get good real estate, though, like good, like a nice yeah, like, no. real estate on the couch good spot or something. on
0: the couch. And there's a good there's going to be a good group of like four or five people who want to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Right. The key is. The game needs to be entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm. Right
0: the game itself needs to be good. So we're all enjoying it. If it's like 35 to 10 and people are like, I'm going to leave after Rihanna, or I really just want to see the commercials. That's when I get annoyed because I love sports and I want (laughs) to, I want the sport to be the main focus. And it's kind of the last weekend until, uh, at least stateside here until March madness comes around, really that the sport is the main focus and the event of the American calendar. So
1: for sure. I I think I'm with you. Like, I was thinking back earlier that it's it's one of the biggest – like I'm, I don't have a rooting interest in this game, right? I am Missouri-based, but I was not one of the Missouri – like the St. Louis people that picked up the Chiefs after they left. I don't dislike them or I, – I just – I don't have strong feelings, negative or positive, about either of this team. I'm very neutral in this game, so I'm with you. I just really want a good game. If you're twisting my arm, I think I'm going to pick the Eagles.
0: Yeah, but, I, I, I don't really want to see – I don't have any – issue with kansas city which you you know you guys kind of bump into each other as national rivals there i just genuinely don't enjoy the philadelphia eagle fan as much like that's more annoying to me
1: oh yeah but but also like i I think they're crazy people but like the clips of them climbing up you know light poles and shit will be amazing on twitter for the next day will be fun
0: will be fun but to be honest if the chiefs win i won't have to watch any highlights of them beating the vikings and if the <laughs> eagles win there will be highlights of that so that's um, fair maybe I'll, I'll go against you here I'll, I'll i'll go with pat mahomes and the chiefs um my last football and then bring it to football right football to soccer question is who is jalen hurts as an epl player Oh no who's I'm your not equivalent not. like like draw like pick one out for the audience here no he's I'll a younger player he-
1: when ESPN picks he's us up, real, I'll start comparing no. American athletes to soccer. No,
0: no, players. no, because I, I think I've got a pretty decent <laughs> one.
1: Okay, let's right? hear yours, because I got I nothing.
0: I think he's kind of Marcus rashford right? Ooh. Young player, right? Never been playing better, arc. right? A little bit of a redemption arc. And, I mean, the only thing, like, I would say, like, for United, right? Without Casemiro, can Rashford get it done? Jalen Hurts has been a little bit banged up. It's kind of the equivalent to having Casemiro out for this game, so mm. that just kind of popped into my head. We'll, we'll see. Um, Interesting.
1: I got one more thing on football before we just get out of here. Um, you you said, it. like, you said you like want good uh, Super Bowl snacks. Are you making anything Ooh. this year?
0: I can't make anything depending on what year it is. Are you like a um,
1: and dip at the store on the way there type of guy?
0: I will. I will probably make sure we have like some good, like there's really in Texas, there's a lot of good places to get like queso and that kind of thing. Mm. Right. Because the chips are always like chips and salsa is fine. Chips and queso. We can sit down and eat chips mm-hmm. and queso. I feel like I, I'm a big queso guy. Um, so we'll see. I like inevitably, I know exactly how it's going to work. There's going to be a sign up sheet going out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to end up because this is something I don't really care for, but it's a thing in the South where it's, Oh, go get somebody should bring sweet tea right um there'll be like alcohol there and stuff like that too but you know oh somebody should go to chicken express and pick up sweet tea i don't care at all about sweet tea i'm not from the south it's fine whatever but that is what i've brought to this group multiple times when we get together is like all right can't mess that up i'll go buy two gallon jugs of sweet tea and i'm absolutely not taking them home
1: can i get two gallons of your sweet tea (laughs) yeah no hey
0: you're laughing at someone in the mid south when you get to Texas and the deep south, man. They're not oh, playing no. around I don't even. I don't
1: even consider. I'm not one of those Missouri and the South people. Eh, those people are weird.
0: But I mean, we'll, we'll compromise about it. But, um, yeah, man. Um, unless you got anything else, I'm excited for the weekend. We've got great football, and we've got some football, and who knows where city is going to be this time next next week?
1: But. Yeah, but before you know, you just put me back in a city mental. Pretzel, you know. I, I think eat. it's important to reframe. That is the biggest story in the oh, sport. Well, right Well, all I'm saying is that you know I asked you about your Super Bowl foods. And you didn't even give me. You didn't even throw it oh, back. My, give well, me a chance, my man. This,
0: you know what? And this is this is where our friendship comes a little bit in front of the pod because I'm sure you're putting something in that smoker, and I almost don't want to even know about it. I'm not putting. It's gonna in be smoker. delicious. Ooh! All right, go off then. Go off. Let well, here, we had
1: ahead. a we had a little friend party with uh, some mutual friends of my, me, and yourself uh, a couple weeks ago, and we made these like little buffalo chicken bombs Ooh. and basically it's like you take biscuit dough and you you know wrap it up in there with a bunch of good fixings and stuff and they were a hit an absolute hit and you know this was at a party where a lot of um how do you say um substances were in sure. like you know taken in uh of liquid sorts and so you know people were talking and you know we were like what if you could just stuff anything in these things so we're actually going to try to stuff some philly cheesesteak filling into these make like little philly cheesesteak bombs and i think now that i'm talking this through like if i'm making philly cheesesteak bombs i have to be rooting for the eagles a little bit more right that was just Uh, subliminally i got there
0: Absolutely. And I'm but like I'm it's have- also
1: just the best sandwich like maybe ever created is the Philly cheesesteak. So a Philly
0: a Philly cheesesteak is absolutely the best sandwich ever created. I don't actually want to hear any other it's, arguments. It's,
1: it's on the Mount Rushmore at the very least. It's on sandwiches. the Mount Rushmore.
0: It's the best hot sandwich, full stop. You could talk uh-huh. me into maybe a cold sandwich you like more, but I will I will either order the Philly or really have a hard time not ordering the Philly if it is on the menu anywhere.
1: What's your thought on a chicken Philly once in a while?
0: Oh, my favorite is like a half and half.
1: Ooh. Half beef, half chicken. Oh, Still some cheese on there. I'm, was fi- I'm a fucking I got, idiot. I was, say, ch- I, was say, I was about to say a little Land and Spee special.
0: <laughs> that's not what that is. That's it. That's it. that's how it's you know it late, is time man. for us to get out of here. <laughs> it is running late here. Um, I had a Philly for lunch. I had a Wagyu Philly for lunch today. American. Yeah, Wagyu this is... So we, we picked a Ooh. whore.
1: Well, like, just, you know... One behind the scenes, guys, is like, you know, we kind of punt when we do this pod because we have to do it after work and stuff. So, like, dinner is a punt for a while. So, pushing off dinner, just a horrifying time to bring up just amazing Philly <laughs> cheesesteaks and stuff because my stomach is grumbling. Well, I'm let's, sure you're let's, not much better over there, my friend. No,
0: no, I'm, I'm starving as well. Let's, let's get out of here, buddy, man. Uh, always appreciate talking to you. We will be back next week with more Premier League soccer thoughts probably hope we're hopefully trying not to dive into financials for a full week we're that gonna hope and nice. try and knock on wood but
1: um anything else buddy well you know we will be back talking in this audio platform next week but in the meantime and in between time twitter. follow us on twitter at fish anything comes up between now and then we'll be throwing it on there throwing some takes some jokes we're always good for a nice meme on there so be dance sure to follow on my that. grave
0: as a, as a Chelsea fan, dance on Spencer's grave as a City fan, right? This is the time for it. Get on or there. Dance Talk on to somebody us.
1: else's grave collectively. Find a
0: grave to da- yeah, but let's find a grave and dance together, guys.
1: Yeah, Manchester United might get bought by Qataris and just their whole psyche is thrown out because they've been calling Manchester City an oil club and Ooh, degrading everything actually, they do for years. great question.
0: The note I want to end on is if the Qataris buy Manchester United, are you going to pick them to win the Premier League? Because I know you love Qatari football. All right, guys.
1: That's it. Uh, We will be back next week. but Until then, buddy. Appreciate it. Follow us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow (laughs) the pod. All that good stuff. Help promote it. And we'll be back with another one next week. Another banger. Like you said, hopefully it's not all doom and gloom and dancing on graves. So see you then, pal. See you, buddy.